The James Whale Show on Talk Radio. And uh, I think what we need to do is bring back the dog licence starting at £500. When did, they, when did they get rid of the dog licence? Mr Lee, how are you? Are you going to have big... the fight now? Are we going to settle No, no, we did that earlier. We oh, right. God, yeah, though, yeah, that was bloody that. and it was yeah. awful. I apologised. No, he battered right. me in the face. You really hurt good. him. I didn't hurt him. I, oh. I, 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 what I wanted to do was that thing they do in the, the uh, gangster movies. You know, the wedgie? Where, no. The what Chinese, is a wedgie? Chinese bird. So but, oh, yeah, I mean, you're going to do a wedgie on him. Where you, you get show. a knife and you spread your fingers out, you do yeah. all that. But yeah, I thought we might do that later. I'll do it later on. Yeah, yeah, do it with a yeah. sharp one, if yeah. you don't mind, yeah. James, please. No, because yes. if you stab... No, I don't want to talk about that. But, <laughs> but you don't... That you, escalated quickly, you, didn't yeah. it? A little bit of hand fun to insertion. Oh, look, we could use these. He's got scissors! <laughs> well, has got scissors! Uh, right, we've got to go. What's on the show well, after 10? Yeah, we have, I'm told. We've got to go. He's shouting at me now. Nudity. Nudity. Well, we were going to do that, weren't we? We were going to do... You're not There'll allowed be to... more nudity after Brexit. Is it? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. there'll be a tax on yeah. clothing. Yeah, yeah. Ta- yeah Brexit exactly. tax. Well, clothing tax. Will be too you're much. not allowed to go on gay, w- gay websites now in your underpants. No. Who says? Well, it's in the news. Remove Come the on. underpants. I sh- Ash had it. Where's the story? Shine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on yeah, gay websites in my underpants all the time. You. No, you can't yeah, do it. There's a couple of eyes yeah. drawn on it. Anyway, listen, we're back at seven with some live music oh, we hope tomorrow that. night as well. Yeah. Disappointing. We're all going to take those pictures down now, yeah. I promise. Yeah. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
That's um, that's something else, and that that's incredible. I only heard that on its own for the first time tonight. That's amazing. That's from the True Stories movie that I'm going to be banging on about until I see another bright shiny thing. True Stories. David Byrne, Talking Heads. He did direct it. No director's commentary on the movie, which is disappointing. With plenty of extras, including deleted scenes. And um, then you get the CD of the actual soundtrack, which was never released. And that's on there. Um, I might play some other bits and pieces from, from it later on. There's including a song. There's the, you know, the kids singing, I am the king of the world, the boss of all, the boys and girls. The, on the CD, and I've left it in my car, there's the full song of that. And it's basically, it's talking heads rocking out with a choir of kids. Oh, God, it's incredible. It's incredible. Wow. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give a score. But anything, you know, I think it's going to take a few weeks for the vibe to get into the 90s. The vibe is sitting comfortably in the, the late 50s. I'd say 56, 57 tonight. We might get over 60. I don't know. I'm not promising anything to you suckers. But um, so we're going we're gonna to jog along comfortably. Uh, but I did notice, uh, I'm, I'm, I've kind of stepped away from the internet quite a bit, and I'm loving it, right? I'm loving it. My Twitter is gone. Might come back, never say never, but it's gone. Um, I have deleted my ian at ianlee.com email. That's gone. I mean, you send an email to it. Go on, see what happens. I've got rid of the contact me page on my website. That's gone. That's gone. It was mainly nice people writing. There was some uh, idiot today who I think was one of our trolls, um, I don't know if I, I deleted. Can I read you the, the, the? This wasn't why I deleted it. I, it, I thought it had been deleted. It, that page had been deleted already. Um, I might have deleted my. Tr- yeah, I wonder if it's an all. Man, it was a very, very funny email. It was from one of of two people. Um, uh, there we go. This is it. Should I read it? It says it's from Robbie, and then it's signed by David. Oh, tricky. And it's like it's like a made up hot, hotmail email, right? Hi, Ian. <laughs> this wasn't why I got rid of the contact me page on the website. This is what it came in by. But I just thought, this thought made me think, I'm making the right decision to make myself left, less contactable from people. Hi, Ian. Just wanted to know your biased thoughts on the Michael Jackson child sex documentary. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's the opening gambit. I know you're very one-sided when it comes to these types of things and won't give MJ any benefit of the doubt, even though he was a very different person in terms of his outlook on life, similar to you, e.g. didn't fit in amongst most normal folk. Well, similar to me possibly in that respect, similar to me in the fact we're great dancers. I would say the difference was that I don't get turned on by kids. I don't know. That's just kind of a little difference for me. But can I ask that when you... And sycophantic Kath. <laughs> Hello. That's what makes me think it's, think it's the first person. Of course person. it is. Of course it is. Alex, you're listening. Do discuss this on your radio show with your very limited info on the matter. Please do so fairly, keeping in mind the facts of the matter. And don't just go into attack mode just because it's weirdo jacko. He means wacko jacko. We live in an outrage culture where headlines are more important than the truth. Maybe you've experienced something like that. Maybe. So maybe you will exercise restraint. Maybe. 
Looking forward to listening to your biased, one-sided, derogatory attacking, non-informed thoughts on MJ soon on your show. He says not attacking at all. Take care, mate! And the mate is in egg capitals with loads of exclamation marks. Uh, <laughs> Sign David, although Robbie is the name in the email address. And... I'd have a nice cup of tea, Robbie David, whatever your name is. <laughs> Go and tidy your Wikipedia page and calm down. Crying out loud. So I'm stepping away uh, from online for, you know, I've been doing it for a little while. And then, you know, it's, it's just, here's the thing, right? Being online m- makes me um, unhappy. But also, I don't think I can actually trust myself with electronic media. I don't think my behaviour is inappropriate around electronic media, I think. So, I know. So stepping away from it had started and it's continuing. And I think it's probably the safest thing for everybody for me to do. So, and I'm, I'm changing, I'm getting rid of, I've got a private email address and I'm kind of changing that. I'm getting rid of that and just having a, a, a private email address that you'll have, my agent will have, and my sister will have. And that'll be it. That'll be it. Because if, if you know, if you do listen and want to get in touch with me, you can five nights a week, 15 hours a week. You've got my phone number. You've got my actual direct phone number. And then when we do the rabbit hole shows, you can come and say hello to us after the show and come and pick our brains after the show, during the show. Or you can phone us up during that show. So we're, we're very, very available. And I'm, I'm looking at my Facebook page and thinking, well, what do I do? Where do I go with that? You can't DM me on there and haven't been able to for a long time. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is what I'm wondering. Um, there was a reason I started telling this, and I can't think, um, can't think uh, uh, what it was. There was a reason. Oh, I know what the reason was. Gatford, it, you were the reason I started telling this. Really? Yeah, really? you were, actually. Ooh. But how odd, you've not phoned in for ages. I start telling a story because of you, then I forget that I'm telling this, why I'm telling this story, then you ring in, and I realise it yeah. was you. Because, yes, my personal Twitter account is gone, but I do have a, a, a separate Twitter account, which I use for individual business. And I'm not going to say what that business is, because I know a lot of the listeners have just kind of latched onto that. And that's that's cool, but it's not about, that isn't yeah. about this show, right? But I did, I, I follow Catherine on there, and I, or, no, I follow S- Scott Balcony, I think it was, retweeted one of your tweets. Ooh. Do you know which, what that which, tweet was? Well, um... Because no, it's the whole... Well, you need, to, you need to suck it up, Buttercup, because the whole show All is right. based on your tweet. Who'd have thought... Thank is you. it? Yes, okay, it is. Well, thanks for running that right. post, mate. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Kath. Um, in advance. I, I mean, what would he have retweeted? Oh, did I tweet something about the fact that there should be a line set up so that way you could scream at people for five minutes? Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's show is a line set up where you can scream at people for five oh, minutes. Oh, God, really? I don't know if I can... Not actual screaming, but just vent. You mean venting, didn't you? Yeah, I just want to be able to scream at somebody. I don't want them to answer at the other end. And then I just put the phone down and we never know what happens. Sort of the phone version of one of those um, rooms where you can swing a bat around and smash plates and that. You have got it 100%. Right. Now, when you say scream, do you mean, ah, or God damn it, I hate the world, I want to, I want to, I nearly said I want to suck it off, the whole world? Dear God, man. <laughs> think, think of, no wonder you've got the no chapped lips. Online. You, you've got to have time, you're not going to have time for that. Jeez, <laughs> chapped lips. But get the past the, the Carmex. Uh, no, but, so what, what do you mean by it? I mean, I had a very frustrating day. Yeah. I don't want to take it out on any individuals or animals or random people in the street. I just want to pick up a phone, scream like it, like you scream into a pillow, 
and then put the phone down and to know that that person hasn't taken it offensively, that there was no repercussions. Am I allowed to ask what the stress was today? They have decided to remove the fax number from our office and nobody has thought of the repercussions. Right, OK, hang on. For those who don't know, uh, the listeners, um, fax is a very, very old-fashioned, about 40-year-old way of, of, of sending info. It's like, it's like old-fashioned emails down the phone with paper. Yeah. Uh, what, would, what, nobody, what would the repercussions well, be? We, we've got to change all our letterheads, our compliment slips, okay. our email signatures... Oh, email signatures. That, well, that's seven seconds you'll well, never get back. Here's a solution. You know when your letterhead's and that, just go through it with a sharpie and just blur it out <laughs> and scribble it out. Yeah, but who's going to... My point was, who's going to end up doing that? Yours truly. Oh, OK. So your, your beef is you're going to get... When was the last time the office received a fax? Aha. Uh-huh. Last Friday. OK. Did you send it to check it? And we... Se- <laughs> No. But we did send it was the manager today, saying, OK, so guys, just it. let you know we're getting rid of this fax. <laughs> but, but then we sent one today just so we could hear the fax noise one last time. Oh, mate. So, yeah. OK. So that, that and uh, my mother's washing machine not being fitted properly, that's go. what led to the, the, the wanting to scream. OK, it's, it's oh. so... Uh, I... Oh, no, don't, please. It's too, too, too soon. OK, I'll stop there. Oh. It's too soon, Ian. OK, stop there. It's painful. It is. OK, I'll stop. I won't do it again. OK. So... Will someone answer that, please? I'm going to go and ring BBC London. Hang on a second. Hang on, here we go. This is, this I bet is, they've got a fax machine. This is what we want. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me just go online and find out what their email is. <laughs> Hang on, just, just connecting. <laughs> Give me a second, Gafford. Give me a second. Yeah. Just going online. You know this would all be a lot of interest if just follows me up there. Oh. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Hang on, Gafford. Just struggling to get online here. Hang on. Yeah. Mum! Mum! Put the phone down! <laughs> Put the phone down! <laughs> I'm on the internet! I'm on the bloody internet! Put the phone down! Flashback from man. <laughs> okay, we're online now. Um, okay, Gatford, yeah. well, um, scream away, buddy. You could just follow me on Twitter and then you'll get better ideas for the show from me. Mate, it, mate, <laughs> mate, we've been in contact with each other for 16 years. You've had one good idea. Oh, look, there, someone sent Catherine oh. a picture of a budger guy on a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, only took him. I think he had to get the light right on it. That's the caller from last night. Yeah, I mean, that is. If you said me a Twitter, Kath, retweet that, please. Kath, I have retweeted okay, it. Okay, at flipping Kath, if you want to see a budgery go on a man's genitalia. Okay, uh, Gatford, uh, sc- Ma- Maddie's coming up next, and she's is a new caller, and she's probably regretting phoning in. Um, mm-hmm. in, fact, in fact, we can just verify the information. Maddie, are you regretting phoning yeah. in? Uh, no, actually, I'm not. Oh, you how, will. How old are you, Maddie? I'm nine. Hey, Maddie's nine. Get rid of that picture. Right. <laughs> right, hang on, Gatford. Oh, blimey. Right, we'll have, we'll have a little gap between what we just talked about and then. Maddie, you stay there. We're going to come to you in a second. Gatford, scream away, buddy. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> OK, that was great. Now scream like you mean it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, it was your idea. Come on. 
don't hold back. That's like Dyson. That's like Dyson using a Hoover. Doing this. I'm so frustrated. I'm going to build to this. I'm so frustrated. Nobody thinks like me. Nobody has these thoughts. It's just me on my own. I didn't think of this. The letterheads would still be the same. The compliment slip would still be the same. The email signatures. Nobody thinking of the email signatures. Thank you very much indeed, Gabford. Uh, Maddie, stay there. We're going to come to you in a second. Uh, we, everybody is welcome, guys. Everybody is welcome. Oh three. I don't know. Hang on. I don't want to say the phone number anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. Oh three. Yes. Treble four. Double nine. One thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, very exciting. Um, uh, th- th- actually, let's get Maddie on because this this uh, g- guest will appeal to her, no doubt. Good evening, Maddie. Good evening. Now you're nine years old. Yeah. So you will be very, very excited, very excited to know we have got coming on this show on February the fifth. We have got Robbie Vincent. Yay! There you go. Perfect. Let's clip that and we'll play it to him when excited he comes in. Too. Yeah, I'm very excited. Evening, Maddie. What can we do for you tonight? So I just wanted to mention two things. Yep. So my first one is, when I've had a really bad day at school, sometimes I just shout really bad words in the car. Now, this is a dangerous game, because nine is, is, is that age, it's, you're on the fence, OK? Eight, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be like, oh, go on then, shout them out now. Nine, I'm like, ah. can you shout them out on the radio? The word? You know, Do you know what? Do it. I've got a dumb button. What really bad words do you shout out in the car when you've had a bad day at school? <laughs> <laughs> right, hang on a minute. Say that again. Hospot. Wow. This is outrageous. <laughs> I love that, please, Sam. Um, and who taught you that? Your daddy? No, my dad. Um, no one's that I swear, but my mum and my dad live separately, so oh. I like to do really whatever I want with my mum. Yes, man! This is the joys, and I hope my bo- I hope someone tells my boys this. I'm not allowed to, but I hope someone tells my boys, you know you can play your parents off each other and get whatever you want. That can- Someone exactly. tell them that. I get two birthdays, two Easter's, two Halloweens. Yes, man, you're living the dream! Of course it's sad when mummy and daddy break up. We know that, but then when you start realising there's double bubble on everything, ka <laughs> and it's really funny when my mum and my dad have an argument because when my mum puts down the phone, she's like, Eee, that bloody man! <laughs> I love that as well, please, Sam. Thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, well, listen, genuinely, I'm sorry your parents split up. I split up from my boy's mum and it's, you know... I don't think her mum is. It's tough. How, can, I, I, can, we, can we have a conversation about this, Maddie, or do you find it too upsetting? No, it's fine. I'd love fine. to pick. I'd love to pick your brains, right? And if I ask anything you don't want to answer, you just tell me to jog on or call me a tosspot, and we'll we'll be fine. So you're nine now. How old were you when your mum and dad split up? I was one and a half. Oh, okay. So you've you've never really you don't really remember them being together. Um. Well, it hasn't really been that hard because my mum had loads of boyfriends and they were really nice. But <laughs> I once had a boyfriend that my mum had a boyfriend that I was really close to. And they got engaged, and um, he um, passed away. Oh, mate, no. Maddie, I'm so sorry. What bad luck your mum's having, apart from, you know, the long list of boyfriends. What? (laughs) (laughs) What terrible, terrible luck your poor mum's having. That, That must have been very upsetting for you as well. Yeah, but we've learned to live over it for the years, and I guess we've got a guardian angel now, so... He's still with you, is he? He's looking over. 
Yeah. Hey, that's not bad, is it? That's a little Brucey bonus. And because we uh, met him, we lived on the farm, so I just want to give you some advice, and oh. if you've got any questions. Yes, because, of course, as everyone knows, uh, I'd, I'd forgotten, although I remember every time I go home, I am living on a farm. I've got, here's the question. Yeah. Here's the question. How the hell do you keep it warm? Because it is freezing on the farm. Well, first of all, get a boiler suit and get some high wellies. Get a boiler suit and get some what? High wellies, like knee-high wellies. Knee-high wellies, yes, and a boiler suit, yeah. Yeah, and also have some, you know those radios that are on wheels and you, like, move around? Yes. I had loads of them. So if you just get really long cables and really long extensions, as long as you don't mind having loads of wires around your house, just have, like, two in every room, you'll be fine. Okay, right. Uh, that sounds very complicated. No, it doesn't. Sounds like a complicated... Sounds dead easy. Um, I, I, I've had a bit of a stressful day today, Maddie. I, you, you're probably aware. You sound like a regular listener. Anyway, what are you doing up at this time of night? Um, don't listen. I don't, no, 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 Maddie, stop. I, I don't want to hear what your mum just whispered into your ear <laughs> to tell you. I heard that, mum. I don't want to hear... I don't want the answer that she gave you. I want to hear the, the answer from your own beautiful nine-year-old brain. Why are you up? Because I don't give a damn what people think. What? Girlfriend! <laughs> wow! Uh, Maddie, it's, um, it's really nice to talk to you. Give us a call any time you want. OK. Take care. Bye-bye. We've got, like, five new um, buttons for the hotkey there. <laughs> She had sass. God. Sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla sandwich and pie. Gosh, she reminded me of my youngest. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be trouble. My mum's had loads of boyfriends. <laughs> Not that part. <laughs> oh, gosh, no, sorry. <laughs> oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us... Yeah, wasn't... Was, did, did, did Sally texting... Was Maddie really a nine-year-old or was that a midget? <laughs> Is that a midget? We don't use that term anymore, my friend. Uh, uh, what, do we not? No, oh, don't we? No. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. You're so old-fashioned. I'm such a dinosaur. Um, what, what do we say? Are we, a wee man? Person. No. A wee, a wee man? No. Was that a wee man? No. I don't know what to say. Just making it worse. Um, okay. A tiny lady? A small person. Don't say small person. They that, do. That's mm, what they call no. themselves. They? Well, look at you. Yeah. They? If you want to know what the term is, ask a person who is in, in that category. Well, that's you, is it? Well, apparently. Thank you, Maddie. We'll have more of that, please. You give us a call any time um, you want. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to scream in and shout about anything, you've had a stressful day, stressful couple of days, and you just want to vent, we're the place to do it. Because when I saw Gatford Street, I thought, Matt, d- dude, there is a phone number you can call. And scream. It's 0344 499 1000. 10 o'clock between 10. Uh, no, hang on. When are we on? When 10 to 1. 10 to 1, Monday to Friday. That is it. Stressful day for me because today, yesterday a little bit, but today for a bit more. Uh, now I've got insurance for them. I let the cats, the kittens out into the garden. The kittens have been out in the garden. And um, God, flipping it. Mucky doesn't go out. Uh, Mucky did go out when I put a bowl of tuna out. She went out and ate it, but then she'd just grab a mouthful, then come in and eat it in the kitchen. It's not stupid. No. But Lucky, Lucky's out. Lucky's out and about, out and proud in my garden. And 
they've not quite worked out the cat flap. They sort of know you can get in through the cat flap if you put your fist through it and, and hold it open. They go, oh, yeah, 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 that's okay, right, fine, yes, no, I can't go there. But they don't know that it works the other way, that you can go out. I love the moment when Lucky went to the next window along yeah. uh, and wondered why she couldn't find yeah, the cat flap get, there. Just, just pushing her head against the, the, the French, win- what do you call it, French windows, French doors, French windows, patio doors. Uh, any of those. Okay, fine. Um, and, uh, but if you're a cat owner, right, because genuinely it's been, well, Velvet's 20 in March, I don't when she was two, and we, so it's been about 16 and a half years since I've let a cat that I've owned out for the first time, and, and, and with Velvet it was, got her and I was told she was an indoor cat, she, she was two years old, indoor cat, and she came and she sat by the French windows the patio doors and just looked at the garden just looked would look at us and just look at the garden longingly and i said this ain't no indoor cat and so i let her out the first time i let her out it was brilliant man it's like i was with tessa at the time so i said we gotta do it man let's let her out she's been in for a couple of months so she knows this is hers we'll let her out said, oh, i lived in london jeez north hill road and um tap for towers a house formerly owned by um, this is a house formerly owned by uh, Crispin Mills, a cooler shaker. It was a three-story townhouse, and it had a cellar. What? And a garden? What the heck? And um, and do you know what I was put anyway? So we let so we opened the French doors, and the cat stood there like, whoa, this is uh, this is whoa, this is big. And she sat there for about two minutes, and then went, uh, then stepped out. And just as she stepped out, there was the biggest gust of wind you have ever seen in your life it was like a storm brewing and it came and it blew it blew velvet off and she came running in and she wouldn't go out again for another week anyway so the lucky and mucky have been out and i've not the cat flap isn't permanently open at the moment and um i'm just terrified i'm terrified and i know the thing is just let them out let them out and do their thing I'm terrified, man. My babies. What happens if one of them gets killed? Do they make little, like, crash helmets for cats? You could pad them up. The thing is, Velvet I mean, Velvet now lives up in my room again because she doesn't really go down. Uh, and I'm not quite sure how to change that. Sorry, this must be really boring for you, dear listener. Well, well, go and listen to go and listen to uh, Tom Snorbrick, you know. Um, d- d- b- but uh, Velvet can't get out of the garden. There's chicken wire everywhere. and She can't climb or jump anymore. But... These, these guys can get out. They could get on the train track. They can go next door. They could get around the front easily. So, <sighs> tense times. It's been a tense old day. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yeah, it's great. 344 Four nine nine one thousand. If you want to give us a call, you can. This is the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. That's Catherine Boyle. Uh, we're getting lots of new listeners, which is groovy. Uh, vibe is, you know, vibe is like fifty six percent. Fifty six percent. It's not. It's not great vibe. That's 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 our problem. It, well, it will be your problem if you don't dig the low vibe. I, I reckon in a couple of weeks we're going to be back in the nineties, but it's just it's going to take a little while to get there, guys. Just a little while to, to summon up the the speed. Um, but if you're if you're new and you're waiting for the question or you're waiting for the topic or the talking point, um, then there isn't one on this show. We don't have one. We don't, you know, do for the first hour. We're going to uh, say, so is, is Donald Tusk taking the mickey out of Britain? 
when it comes to Brexit? Are they are they bullying us? Call us now. I mean, we could do that. We could get a load of calls on that. But I don't really see what the point is. What what would what would happen? You know, what what what? what not going to change Donald Tusk's mind. Not going to change your mind or my mind. Here's the problem with Brexit phone-ins: is no one no one's mind changes. No one's mind changes. When have you heard, apart from the guy that phoned up James O'Brien, what have I done to my country? No one's mind changes. The, the people that voted Remain are still going, oh, we should, I think we should remain. And the people that voted Leave are like, oh, we should definitely leave. And there's a li- the people that were a little bit fudgy in the middle are still a little bit fudgy in the middle. No one's mind changes. It's been the most pointless three, four years ever of life. Um... So it's even more pointless to do a phone-in, and it breaks my heart to do a phone-in on that. And it breaks my heart that, um, you know, I, I, if I drive home and listen to... Paul, Paul doesn't tend to do it, actually. Occasionally, if it's a big news story, he'll cover it, but, but that's it. Um, but flicking through the other kind of phone-in stations, and they may have a raft of topics, but there'll be a Brexit one in there all the time. And, and listening to this station and other stations in the daytime... It's, just, it's, it's, it's Brexit, man. It's Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. Listen to PM on Five Live, uh, Radio 4, and it's Brexit. Listen to Eddie Mayer on LBC, it's Brexit. Listen to Julia on here, it's Brexit. It's just everywhere. And I I, I, I find it boring, and I've, I'm not that bothered, and I haven't been that bothered. I must, there, can't, there must be others like me. It can't be just me. It isn't really that bothered. I'd rather it would go one way than the other. But I'm not that bothered, and I wasn't bothered when it was announced. I've not been bothered at any point. So to, to switch on the radio, speech radio primarily, obviously, and all it is is, um, you know, right-wing presenters banging on that we need to leave and we need to leave now. Slight, I would say slightly less, but maybe that's my bias. But but left wing presenters saying we need to leave and the, we, we need to stay and 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 you know Jacob Rees Mogg is a dick and Theresa May is an idiot and uh, that's it and people phoning in generally agreeing with the presenter because we tend to listen to presenters that we agree with I actually don't I listen to I do I do listen to uh, a fair few presenters that I disagree with because I, I I find that trying to help strengthen my argument but sometimes I change my mind. Um, and I like I just get bored listening to people that agree with me all the time. So I listen to a bit of George Galloway, who I don't agree with a lot, all of his stuff, Ferrari, Ian Dale, people like that, a bit of Julia. Um, but generally, you've got a three-hour phone-in about Brexit, and it'll be people phoning up, yeah, you yeah, know, I agree with you, everyone else is an idiot. Wait, what, what is the point? What is, what is the point of that? There's no point to it whatsoever. So, um, you know, really... I don't give a damn what people think. Exactly. 0344-499-1000. By the way, thanks to Domino's Pizza, who took an hour and a half to deliver a pizza to me tonight. Losers. And when I phoned them up, right, the app said it had been delivered after 30 minutes. It said said, the app said it had been delivered. So I phoned up and said, guys, it's not been delivered. Let me just go and speak to the driver. Yeah, he's five minutes away. Mm. An hour later, he still hadn't arrived. <laughs> oh, man. I think I've got my money back and we got the food. But the guy said he'd give me my money back, but I don't. There was one guy, right, I phoned up several times. I was peed off. And I said to George, stay there, I'll come to you in a minute. I'll come to you after the break so we don't have to be interrupted. And I said to the guy, right, you told me 20 minutes ago 
it will be here in five minutes. No, not me, bruv. Not <laughs> me, buddy. 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 I had it on speakerphone, so Kath could it. Not me, buddy. I said, I, yeah, you did, man. I recorded it. No, no, I just came in. Just started. I said, right. Sorry, who starts a shift at 7.40? <laughs> no, I, I just started. At 7.40? Yeah, I just walked in and picked up the phone, buddy. Okay, right. How, you've just spoken to the dr- w- w- driver. How far away is he now? The driver is two minutes away. I said, right. We'll wait. And he then said... Yeah, buddy, get your watch out. I think that was cheeky. Yeah, buddy, get your watch out. And I said, I don't need to get my watch out. I'm not a Victorian. It's on my wrist. (laughs) (laughs) He went, yeah, okay. So 90 seconds passed. I went, oh, he's going to be 30 seconds away then, I'm guessing. At which point the guy went... Yeah, look, buddy, you have to speak to my boss about this. I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm going to pass you over to my manager now. And, and the, guess what? The guy didn't turn up for another 15 minutes. So... But when he did, you know what? He was so sweet that um, Ian didn't have the balls to tell him off. Not the balls, heart. I didn't. I didn't have the heart to tell him off. I didn't. He was a nice guy. So, I, God bless our food delivery workers. But he didn't come at you with the same attitude as his mates in the safety of the kitchen, did no, he? No, he was very apologetic, actually. Um, I think I've got... The guy, one of the guys said he'd give me a refund, but I don't know how you verify... I don't know how you verify a refund from Domino's. <laughs> 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, the point I'm saying is, um, if you listen, if you want to call in and talk about Brexit, you can... Um, we will probably sigh and huff and puff, but you can. It'd be great if you had a completely unique take on it. Uh, but if you're sat there going, I'd like to phone up, but he hasn't asked a question yet, there will be no question. There, there is no... Well, there might be There might be some. They might happen spontaneously, but, but generally it doesn't work like that. Me and Catherine will just sit and talk about our day, and... Um, if we say something that catches your ear, then you're welcome to give us a call about that, 0344 499 Or if there is something that you feel compelled to say, you know, that you, you want to, well, we're not talking about, you can give us a call as well. Simple as that, man. That's how it works. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. Hey, 20, I just did the maths, 25, a quarter, 25% of our tickets for Manchester are gone. Wow. It's not until May. 25%. It, here's the thing, if we, if we sold them all by the end of next week, which we won't, but if we sold them all by the end of next week, I'd try and get another show in there. I would mm-hmm. try and squeeze another show in, whether it be a matinee show or one on the Sunday evening, I'd, I would try and do another show. So, you know, Manchester fans, if you want to come see me and Catherine... We're playing in May, small small venue. I mean, it only holds seventy, so it's not exactly the the the, um, the, the big place in Manchester, the, the MEN. Um, it's not that, yeah. But if you want to come, uh, then do we do two hour show, mess around songs and silly games, and you can join in, and we play Guess Who, and uh, we take phone calls. It's and a rela- might phone in. relaxed, friendly vibe, and you can come on your own. But you oh, don't feel yeah. like you've come on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads, loads of people come on their own to our shows, which is great. 
Um, if you want to come uh, to that or to Luton or to Bath, uh, no, Bath, not Bath yet. That's not on sale yet. Or Brighton, Luton, Bath, uh, Luton, Brighton, and Manchester. ianlee.com slash event. ianlee.com slash event. I know it's there a way away. It really helps us if you buy tickets in advance because if we sell out early, we can put another show in. And if you know, if we get to nearer the date and we still haven't sold enough tickets because everyone's going to buy on the day, well, then we might have to cancel because yeah. got, we've got to cover our petrol in an Airbnb. That's just what we've got to do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Rainbow George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian. Hey, man. Catherine. Thank you for your nice comment on Facebook the other day. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't. See, loads of people left lot less. Left lots of nice comments. I didn't see them all because loads because I was whinging like a baby. Uh, not whinging like a baby. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, in the middle of a breakdown. I want to kill myself. But um, I saw yours. Po- yours popped out at me, George, and it was very sweet. So thank you. You're welcome. And listen, you, can I just say this? Because everyone, those people say, oh, yeah, the, uh, Rainbow George is an idiot and Ian's got beef. And they're going, I've not got beef. You, uh, you wind me up a bit, George, but I wind you up a little bit. But I still love you, you know, well, and well, I still appreciate you for what you are and what you do. It's not like a vendetta against you or anything. I hope you appreciate that. Of course I do. Why do I wind you up? Because you annoy me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You, what, you annoy me. You get on my nerves. Tell me you haven't s- sent the tapes back to me because I haven't received No, them. I haven't sent the tape- tapes back to you. Uh, honestly, I've not, I've, it's not through... Uh, I've just not been feeling very well at all. I, I've, I've been able to do the bare don't minimum worry. to no, survive. Uh, well, well, one of those tapes uh, features uh, a little bit of a conversation I had, or a conversation oh. I had with Robbie Vincent. It oh. might be nice for you to play it back to him. Robbie's coming on the show February the 5th, and the nine-year-olds are excited. I had some classic calls with him back in 1985. There was one on July the 10th, which, yeah. which was very synchronistic. It was the day that uh, the Rainbow Warrior Greenpeace ship got sunk. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'd like to play him that back down the phone. Maybe, what was, he, what was he on then? Was he Radio London or LBC? Radio London. Radio London. There you go, you see. Uh, the, the Robster's coming in to the studio and it's going to be... I mean, we tried to get him like a year ago, didn't we, or something? Yeah, but he wanted to hold off till. I can't remember why. Something had to happen before he would come in, and, and that thing has, has happened. So he's coming in, and I'm very, I'm very excited. I used to love Robbie Vincent. I, used to, I, I, I still do love Robbie Vincent. Let me put that in the present tense. But when I used to listen to him on the, on the radio, I used to think he was great. Um, so he's coming in, and we'll pick his brains a little bit. He was one of the first radio presenters that, that I spoke to in, in 1985. He was, he was one of the first radio presenters that you pissed off and got banned from. <laughs> no. I'm teasing! Teasing! No, no our, our first conversation was really, really classic. And, classic. Classic and, banter. And, George, how was the last one? It was the same conversation. No, it wasn't. I'm yeah. teasing! <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to remember what the last conversation was, but uh, I, I, I think it might be the one you, you've got on tape there, the 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 the, 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 uh, the half-hour program I, I I I did on Radio London, or they did a half an hour program on me, and you you have a, a, a copy of that, and uh, I say I, I I've got a feeling that that. 
Uh, it couldn't have been the last call I did with Robbie Vincent, but uh, anyway... It, I'm just looking, sorry, I'm just looking, you know, I'm on Facebook, right? And uh, I've joined these local groups for villages that are local to me, because it's good to get information on where to get a haircut and where's a good curry house and stuff like that. So someone um, someone has just posted, this, this is the text, and I'll show you the picture. It's hard to make out the picture, okay? okay. But, you, but if you, once you look at it, you can see it. Interesting parcel on top of our fence. Unless an acrobatic dog has placed there has been placed there deliberately this is nothing but disgusting if you're the culprit please come back and remove it it's a massive poo balanced on a fence flipping it look at that look at the size of that someone has done a poo on a fence and this lady has taken a picture of it and put it on a local facebook group the thing is that poo is standing to attention as well so there's all kinds of logistics at play that is outrageous. That wasn't you, was it, George? No. My, my nine-year-old ran home from school today because one of the boys picked up a poo bag off the floor and was swinging it around his head as if to throw it at them. Who are the people... Well, I mean, fair play. Who are the people who put their dog's poo in a bag and yeah. then go, I'll just leave it there. No, 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 fine. not so much that. Because I've occasionally... Occasionally I've dropped a bag by mistake and just not realised. Mm. Sometimes I've gone out without the bag... And the dog's done a poo, and I've had to... And there have been people around, so I've mimed. That's a standard procedure, I think, for dog owners. I've mimed. I've bent... I've pretended to get out of my pocket, and then bent down and said... And pretended I'm holding it. No, who are the ones... You must have seen this, George. Uh, the, the people that get the dog poo in a bag, and then they hang it on a tree. Yeah. What is that about? Like, like some... Worst like some Christmas ever. Dirty Blair Witch. <laughs> I've never seen such a thing. Um... <laughs> But I'm just I'm just thinking back to Robbie Vincent and 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 that okay. probably the first call I had with him in, in in 1985 and uh, and I was talking about Britain and Ireland joining together and uh, you've got some weird fans by the way have I yeah including a masturbator really yeah, yeah. was his name Alan. Was it Alan on Twitter? Alan on Twitter. Let me find out. Um, uh, started messaging Kath, because I'm off Twitter, because it's, it's a cesspit. Started messaging Kath, saying, the way you spoke, you bully George. You bully, you bully George. And Kath went, oh, go away, you silly sausage, or whatever. Alan and it, Terry. Yeah, and, and he went, no, I won't, because I like looking at pictures of you and winking. But not winking, though, George. W- and then his, his Twitter feed is full of him sending messi- lewd messages to ladies saying, I'm winking over you. And pictures of um, famous ladies that he's defaced with his Yeah, the, this seed. is the thing. I mean, this is, people, people wink and that's fine. But, uh, yes, his pictures with his seed on. Anyway, he's a big fan of yours. Anyway, you were thinking of Robbie Vincent. Yeah, I'll say that yeah. first call and me talking about... Britain and Ireland joining together and becoming the wise islands that that was thirty five years ago nearly and and uh, or thirty four years ago was it eighty five yeah early nineteen eighty five and now i I'm still talking about that and but I'm convinced it's going to happen I, I i I do have reason to suppose that i i, I I was shown the future a long time ago, and, and I wasn't shown when that future was going to happen, but I, I'm still quite sure it is going to happen, and Britain and Ireland will join together and become the wise islands and lead the way to a, a, a new European Union that, that has no countries in it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think Gemma Collins faked the falling over on Dancing on Ice, or was it real? I 
got no idea about it. I, I haven't followed if you that had to, story. If you had to hazard a guess, would you say she faked it, or do you think it was a real fall? I have no idea. Have a guess. <laughs> um, real fall. Okay, there we go. Yeah. George, George says, uh, 100%, Gemma Collins fell over, and it was real. Thank you, George. He is convinced. He is adamant. He's he Team studied, GC. He studied the tapes again and again. All di- he's zoomed in. I love it on um, American Detective series when they uh, they got like some really crappy black and white CCTV footage. Right, you can't see anything. They go, wait, wait a minute, what? C- can we zoom in on that top right corner? And then they zoom in and it goes all pixelated, but then the picture clears and you can make out exactly what it is. That technology doesn't exist, I don't think. But George has has watched the tapes. He's made it his uh, since it happened at the weekend. He has studied and restudied. He's examined them. He's got. He doesn't have that technology I just mentioned that they use in twenty four. But what he has got is um, it's a it's on a, a big stand and it's a giant magnifying rectangle mm-hmm. that he can put in front of the TV and it makes it bigger. Uh, your nan may have had one, and he's used that and. He he is convinced that it was a real fall. And I am happy with that. 0344 499 I have very little beef. No, hang on. Let me, I was going to say, let me put this into a sentence. I have very few beeves mm. with many of the callers. I have very few beeves with many of the callers. Mm. There are very few callers I have many beeves with. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. I, I, um, I don't have, I don't have um, beef with George. I find, find him a bit boring sometimes, a bit irritating, but that's fine. And, and I knew that he was cool with it, and I could see people just trying to make it into something like the Winker bloke for you. Uh, people making it into something that it wasn't, really. And I just, I just felt the... You know, he did. He sent me a very nice little post on Facebook. And, um, did it have a link to his films? Make films? <laughs> no, it was nice. It was it was genuine post. And I just, just you was. know, I think sometimes things get a little bit out of hand. And um, so, Uncle, no, the the beeves, um, you could count them on th- probably th- three hands. Probably count three them. hands. Yeah. You got you got thirty beeves. No, I got fifteen beeves. Oh yeah, fifteen beeves. Sorry, I was thinking of them in pairs. Well, this, this what. Um, there's, uh, there's, uh, 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 Oh, yeah. Who may have sent that email? Yeah. There's, uh, uh. I've got to be careful because then people will be going, I think my name's got two syllables. My name's got four syllables. My God, he thinks it's me. But, you, you know, I think you kind of know who the beeves are with because I will quite often say, you're calling in, you ain't getting on. Yeah. Um, there we go. There we go. All, all done. All done now. Oh, we'll tell you what I we'll do. First hour, I will give that uh, three out of ten. Happy with that. That's, um, that's you know slightly below average, but it was it's a gentle little uh, thing. Um, second hour, we're, we're gonna it's gonna be the same kind of thing. I'm struggling tonight. You can you tell I'm struggling tonight? A wee bit. Yeah. Can you tell I'm struggling tonight? Can you tell I'm struggling tonight, dear listener? Because if you can't tell. Then, dear God, here's the thing: I'm, I've I've become in the last forty minutes painfully self-aware. I'm aware of every movement I'm making, every sound I'm making, every word I'm saying, and it's like I'm hearing it half a second after it goes out, which kind of kills uh, 
any spontaneity, you know. And now I'm hearing myself say this. And all I'm trying to do now is talk up for the next 45 seconds up to the break. Is this also your way of dropping in a not-so-subtle hint that you'd like a coffee? Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. There we go. Well, just coffee. ask, mate. You're my best friend. Thanks, mate. I think you're brilliant. I love you. Wow. I do. I think you're brilliant. I think you're brilliant. I think uh, you're all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Um, so the switchboard is empty. If you'd like to give us a call, you're very, very welcome. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to phone up and scream, you're welcome. If you uh, want to share your stories of letting your cats out for the first time uh, and uh, any other bits and pieces that you want to call in about, it, you know, this, this is the vibe of the show. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, only on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Heads and a load of kids from Texas. It's just... It was recorded 33 years ago and only just been released. My God. That is great. So it's a tiny scene in one of my favourite, favourite films, True Stories. I could play another song later on, Dream Operator. Oh, jeez, man. And um, But in this, the, the, the film, they sing Acapulco. And, but then there's a four-minute version backed by Talking Heads. And the bit, the middle eight, it's just pure David Byrne, but it's being sung by kids. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. So, exciting news, OK? We're screening the Bross documentary, Catherine and I, as part of our Rabbit Hole Picture Show evenings. Um, it's March the 2nd, it's sold out. And it's sold out about two-thirds you, dear listener, one-third Brossettes, who have got no idea who I am or Kath is, never listened to the show. David and John, I'll come to you in a second. Biblical names, I like that. Um, they just come in to see the Bross film and to see Joe Pullman, the so producer. Two-thirds are people, one-third Brossette. How right. on earth will we tell the difference? <laughs> well, the, 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 I, I think. OK. <laughs> so we got this uh, guy, Andrew, who listens to the show in, in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. And he um, quite, he's flown over from Las Vegas to see us live. Right? And he brought biscuits. And then he said, oh, I think I can get um, Luke Goss to record an intro for you. So what did I say to him? If you can do that, yeah. you will get, yeah. uh, was it free tickets to everything we ever do ever? Yeah, yeah. This plum won't stop emailing me now. So this was 11 days ago. Hi, Ian. You might be in luck. I spoke with Ollie Rowland, who is Matt's manager. He thinks he can do it. They're about to fly back to England for the TV awards next week, so it won't be immediate, but I think this will happen. Sorry I won't make this rabbit hole, but looking forward to my lifelong free ticket. Oh, confident. That you cocky, you cocky SH1T. <laughs> I can't wait to see you fall flat on your backside. Next email from yesterday. Hi, Ian. I've been in touch with Matt's manager. They've agreed to do the video intro for your show. What? Do you want to send me a few words of exactly what you'd like him to say? He's just back in Vegas from his trip, and I hear he's a bit unwell, so it might take a few days, but it should be fine. Looking forward to my tickets for life. Wow. So we're going to have a, we're going to have a video introduction from Matt. Because I tried just tweeting them and asking, and they ignored me. <laughs> well, I DM'd him. Yeah. So, obviously, Andy's giving him the personal touch, and that's fine. Matt, uh, Andy, are you, are you listening? Give us a call. I'll tell, well, we want our names in there. I want to hear him say our names. Mm-hmm. Ian Lee and Catherine... What was your name, sorry? Oh, my God. Catherine, Catherine Boyle. Boyle. Catherine Boyle. But we want to say him to say a big thank you to his fans, because they're going to be there, and it's... Uh... And we want, need him to mention the Rabbit Hole Picture Show. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The rest is down to him. The He's rest a... is down to him and his spontaneity. He's a wordsmith. He knows his stuff. Um... I mean, what is the legal position of giving this guy? Who was it, Nick? Who was the barrister that phones in? Is it Nick? Yeah. I think it was. If, Nick, if I've got your name wrong, well, then I'm talking to someone different. But I, I, you know, I'm terrible with names. If if he could call in and just just see what the legal thing is, because I don't really want to give this guy free tickets well, for life. I know. That's us out of. That's us out of probably well, over it. the years. That's like fifty pounds. You're thinking of this all the wrong way. Yeah. For him. life, for his life, right? His life, we kill him. Exactly. Okay, fine. If anyone don't wants, mention that on it. If anyone wants to kill. One of our listeners for us, 03444991000. So we can save about oh, 15 quid. I've got a brilliant idea as well. And I have to be careful how I phrase this because I don't want to draw attention to, to, to stuff. Um, oh, no, I'll just say it. OK, so um, the, 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 if you want to make a complaint about a radio show, and this is I'm not really doing myself any favours, but if you want to make a, a, a complaint, I would suggest... Well, I'd suggest going to the station, but the official body is Ofcom, yeah. right? You go to Ofcom... 
And if you go to a station, they will look into it. Trust me, they'll look into it. But if, if you're un- unhappy with the way it's done, then you go to Ofcom, OK? And I know that a show here recently got, got an Ofcom upheld, and, and people constantly complain about this show. Um, and uh, this show has never had an Ofcom upheld. Okay, It's never had one upheld, because we know what the rules are, we follow the rules, and Ofcom knows what the show is, and they kind of dig us. So th- thank you, Ofcom. I appreciate that. I, I don't agree with all their judgments, but I agree with those. I agree with ones in my favour. Someone complained about us um, recently, and every every month or every three months, Ofcom publish all of the complaints, the ones that are upheld, the ones that are not upheld. And someone complained about um, about this show. I don't want to go into the specifics because I don't want to awaken the beast of this, this, this guy. Who, who, who shouldn't be on the internet anyway. Who shouldn't be on the internet. And, you know, anyway. But the basis, the basis of the complaint was someone phoned me up and said, you should come round to my house for tea. And I said, no, thanks. You sound like a sex offender, right? And that was what the, basically what the complaint was. There's a few other bits and pieces. But that was basically the complaint. So what happens is, Ofcom, the complaint goes to Ofcom. Ofcom phones up Denny, uh, our boss, and says, we've got this complaint, can we get the audio? So Denny then speaks to Kath. Kath pulls the audio off, mm-hmm. makes, listens to it, uh, and so that we all... I don't li- tend to listen to it unless it's getting a little bit heavy. I have to really do it once. Kath listens to it, Denny listens to it. They, they kind of decide whether actually there may be some basis for the complaint, in which yeah. case you kind of have to roll over and go, OK, maybe we got this one wrong. Or if there is no basis for the complaint, we feel, then... Um, um, you, you write a robust defence saying, well, this is what was said. Uh, we feel this was the context. This is the, the, the tone of the show. Da, la, la, la. Like I say, none of the complaints for this show have been upheld. But what Ofcom did, and it's beautiful, and I won't read it. I'd love to read it, but I don't want to because I don't want to draw this attention to this particular individual. Okay, But, um, but what Ofcom then do is they put the transcript of about three minutes of radio Right, transcript of this show, right? And there's a brilliant bit where the guy hangs up, right? And it, it, it says something like, uh, clattering is heard. Kath, you're not phoning him back, are you? Me. No, of course not. <laughs> no, it was don't you dare phone him don't back. Don't you dare phone him back. That was it. Um, but here's the thing, right? I'm sat there reading the transcript of this complaint. I'm in hysterics because it seeing it written down, not just specifically that argument... But seeing a bit of this show written down with me arguing with someone and then Kath kind of interjecting to calm me down, it is funny. Well, it's funny. Here's another thing. Sometimes I'm not around to take the audio off, right? Especially if it's quite old. So yeah. I have to go into our system here at work. And obviously I don't come in until late at night. So on the occasions where some poor sod who works earlier in the day has to fish it out, I have been told... You can always tell who the person doing that is because they're usually um, laughing. Yeah, it is. Um, but this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, right, I don't listen to old shows. Why would I? I'm thinking I, I'd i read a book of transcripts from this show. I'd read that book. I would read that book. And then what I would also do, right, I would read the book. But then I would hire actors to recreate it on stage. <laughs> You, you, uh, you would pay to see The that, Rabbit Hole Theatre Show. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you, though? Uh, re- and not necessarily recreate it in, a like, a studio setting, 
But do it like, you know, maybe so they'd be in like a restaurant yeah, or in a pub. they'd be at a bus stop or something. So the conversations are taken out of the context. I've got it all planned. This is partly from watching True Stories. So the, con- the, the conversations are taken out of the, the, the context of a radio station. It, it's like those, um, the creature comfort videos. Yes. You know, where it's kids talking about... I don't know, sledging or fighting or something, but you've got... You've two got pigeons two, doing it. Two pigeons doing it. <laughs> yes. And it's, it, 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 it's, it becomes a different thing. So here's the thing, guys. Who wants to do a transcript book of this show? Well, and you could pick your favourite bits. I know some of you have got particular pet calls, yeah. Yeah. you know, that you will go back to over and over again. There is a whole archive of this stuff somewhere. I've got, I know I've got a brilliant um, transcriptor. Transcriber. I think it's transcriptor. No, no, because it's they're transcripting it. Yeah, no, I think it's transcriptor. Um, uh, called Alison, who's who's uh, great. And if ever I need to type up an article about an interview, please don't shut your head at me. Well, it's because I used to do it for you for nothing, but apparently I wasn't good enough. All so right. then you went and paid someone to do it. No, I was, I was putting some work into the back into the community. <laughs> Actually, I was doing it with her first, and then, then you, you stuck your nose in. You, you came and undercut her. You you stole food. She's got kids. So have I. Yeah, but you were doing it for free. Beaky. Mm-hmm. That looks like a big beak when you're supping on that. Um, He's talking about my right, drink, well, by well, the then, way. well, then you do it then. No. Nope. Right, well, fine then. This is why. Because you're not going to want to trans- transcript bits of the show. If anybody wants to transcript bits of the show, I- I'm tempted to-, to then put it in a book that we sell online. James is up for it. James, oh my, OMG, yes! Um, I'm tempted. I would then kind of put it into like a digital book or a self-published you know the, these book, vanity books they used to call them self-publishing. Yeah. Put it, sell it. You know, for knockdown price. Not gonna, you know, not going to get rich. Sell it for two or three quid. Because um, I think it'd be funny for people to phone up and we could recreate stuff. <laughs> but then we go out. We go out and we we get a small theatre and we put on a show. Or or we get um like Mug, uh, Dan uh, uh, or, or Jeff to to make films, make movies uh-huh. of these phone calls. But done in you know you're walking into a bank. <laughs> I think you sound like a sex offender. Well, I want you to come home for tea. I'm not going to. You disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, I think it's. I think it's a very funny idea. If anyone can help us, um, um, I haven't got an email. You can have. I have mine. Catherine at talkradio.com.co.uk. <laughs> Catherine dot talkradio.co.uk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've been talking so long. The calls have racked up. We've got David, John, Lucy, Nick. Stay there. I promise I will come to you straight after this. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule free. It's the late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Well, of course it was. Well, George has verified it, and that's all the information we got. Apparently he thinks it was real. We have to go with that. Right, let's go. Sorry, everyone's been waiting for ages. So I'll try and do these in the order that yeah. they came in. Good evening, David. Oh, all right, oh, Steve. All right, Steve, mate. I've been on hold for 15 minutes. What's going on? Um, you're going to be on hold for another five. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. How are you doing? Yeah, it's good, 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 good. Okay, mate. What you got for us? Uh, a couple of things, really. Just with you saying that you felt a bit... Uh, uh, yeah, you know it's. Bangle Farr had mentioned that you do a lot for other people as well. It's, you know, for every idiot that you get calling you and trolling you on online and what have you, there's maybe fifty hundred more people that appreciate you. It's just letting you know again that it does that side as well. Thanks, brother. I appreciate. No, sorry, it. and Kath as well. She's great. 
it's good you're that you're right. I am. She is great. Kath, is, here's the thing, and I take the mickey out of Kath, but I, but I think only good friends can take the mickey out of each other, and there'd be no malice. She's my best friend. I love her dearly, and she's put up with me being an idiot, and um, and letting her down again and again and again. And she's brilliant. And I love you. And, you know, well, that's it. You can feel it. You can feel it. Uh, can I? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Really that was child. That was childish of me, John. I'm sorry. He's trying to be sincere and nice. Just take it, John. He doesn't. He um, stop it. He doesn't take compliments very easily. No. But well, not. I don't think you know. He doesn't get that many coming through on the on the airwaves. So well, it's, I think you, he deserves a few. So you're a good man, John. Thank you, brother. I think keeping off social media is a good thing. I think it, I I think it is. The only reason I might go back on is to sell tickets. If we don't sell enough tickets. For these shows, then I might go on and it'd be interesting to see if going, you know, if, if the tickets plateau for a week or so, then if I go on Twitter and suddenly we have a boost again, well, then that will prove that there's, there is a correlation. Well, but it doesn't not... seem to be the case so far. No, it doesn't. So... We sold 25% of Manchester. Um, but yeah, being off, t- off Twitter, John, th- the relief is palpable. Listen, I don't think I'm at my. B- I, I, I get very upset by stuff that I read online about me, but also I don't think I'm the best person I can be when I'm involved in electronic media um and i'm going to try and do things a slightly different way i want to be a better person and i want to be a happier person so maybe if i do things a slightly different way that might have an impact i don't think um you know i don't think being online is bad for everybody i just think for some people it it, it um heightens negativity well, because you're in like the let's say the public eye people will say things to try and get a rise out of you yeah any person would react to that, whether it be you, me, or anybody else. It's just different because you're in a public eye. Yeah, maybe. 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 Would you buy our book if it was just, like, transcripts of the show? Uh, well, it depends. I keep asking you to come at Middlesbrough, so it might depend on that. <laughs> well, if we come to Middlesbrough... Well, we yeah, I said last time I rang, remember? Yeah, we came to Newcastle, and, and where were you? Where were you, John, you scumbag? The thing is, Newcastle's a bit different for me. No, local rivals and that. Middle is fast. I know, but it's closer to you than we are. I'll tell you what, John, give us give us the name of the crappy little village you live in. And we'll, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, we, listen, here's the thing. If we go and play the big cities, we still don't sell out. We're not a big draw, me no, and no, Kath. Yeah. Um, and as much as we'd like to go to every small town, I mean, I'd love to go and do some shows in, like, village halls and stuff like that. But, it, 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 you know, we're both a little bit skin and... You know, all we really want to do, we don't do it to make money. If we can, make, if we can come back with a few quid profit, beautiful. Yeah. But as long as we can cover petrol and cover expenses, you know, as long as we can break even and cover a couple of meals where we're going, um, then we're happy to do it. You know, I think we, most we, sometimes we come away with fifty quid each, which is always a Brucey bonus. Yeah. Um, second time that phrase has been uttered tonight. Show, but um, uh, we'll we'll see. And also, here's the thing as well. It's me that books it all. Yeah. So it's not like I can go to my PA or, or our tour manager. OK, um, Alice, can you um, book us in some dates in these areas? We haven't played. It's me. I've got to go online. I've got to find the venues that might accept us. I've got to email them and uh, then sort out dates. And then I've got, they send me a date and I can't do it. So I send them a date and that's fine with them. But then I have to go to Kath and she can't do that. It's a flipping nightmare, man. Yeah. 
I mean, I said, I said before, I sort of like stumbled across it, really. So, well, I'm glad you did. You have went to Newcastle before. I, I probably wasn't listening, so I would again. We'll, we'll go. Uh, up, we'll, we'll go up that way at some point. I promise. I promise. It, 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 loved it because we had a nice afternoon in Tynemouth, didn't we? Well, we had. Uh, we also had great ribs the night before. Oh yeah, Newcastle proper. The night yeah, before that was filth, man. Loved it. Lovely roast at the stand. Oh, it was happy days. Mm-hmm. Happy days. Hey, hey John, more, go on. Just two more quick points, if you don't mind. Yeah, go on, man. Uh, one. I know you, like when I'm saying about things that you do for other people that you don't realise, there's a little Twitter group of us and a few of us have problems in that and we're all there to talk to each other. You know, a group of strangers that have come together through your show, you know, that sort of help each other even though we don't really know each other. Well, um, um, well, that's nice. Well, hello everybody on Twitter who listens and supports the show, and uh, it means a lot to us. And um, we're sending you, we're sending you our peace, and we're sending, we're not sending you our peace, we're sending peace generally, just, general peace and maybe, love. Not everyone has someone to talk to, so it's, it's nice, really. That uh, yeah, and you know, can thing. I can I just can I just say something? You're right. Not everyone has someone to talk to, and I I found something quite shocking at the weekend. I had to call the Samaritans on Sunday because I was not in a great place, and yeah. I called the Samaritans twice, and there was no answer. Now, not in any way, it's not in any way a diss to them, because I love the Samaritans, 116, 123, they're, they're brilliant, they're awesome. What that says to me is, my God, they are totally understaffed, you know. I'd find them twice, within the space of 15 minutes. It wasn't like I'd find them in the morning, it was 15 minutes. And there was no answer. I managed to kind of laugh at that, and that just sent me back the other way. But if I'd not been able to laugh at that and send me that, you know, I could, if I'd been in a slightly different state of mind and took that personally or took that as a sign from God that, that I, OK, well, even the Samaritans don't want to talk to me. Man alive. It was uh, it, it's, it, I, I, it's shocking. So I don't know what we yeah, can do. Yeah. I, give, I give a few quid to them whenever I can. I, I don't know, but apart, I, I thought considered volunteering, and I thought actually I don't think I would want to because I do this. It's mm. too similar to what we do here for me to then want to go and you know spend I don't know what how long their shifts are five hours eight hours. But anyway, I just thought I'd put that out there. Go on, you had another thing. Yeah, the last thing. Yeah, like when you're talking about the Queen film like lately, yes. did you see that the Beatles are doing one? And oh, 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 don't let me down, don't let me down. Oh, yes, have you heard about this, Catherine? Yes, yeah, several times. Because you're not on Twitter now, everyone's tweeting me going, "Has Ian seen this? Has Ian seen this?" Fifth, so Peter Jackson, the Lord of the Rings bore, yeah, has been it, yeah. given fifty hours of previously unseen let it be footage well let's just say i've got a triple cd set so why don't we make that 42 hours of previously unseen footage and 140 hours of previously unheard footage but actually all of that let it be audio is out because it someone leaked all of it it's all out there and most of it mm-hmm. is terrible terrible quality um oh, yeah. uh, 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 because it was mike's anyway um but yeah he, and he's gonna basic well it, it seems to me he's basically gonna sort of remake let it be. Re- do a new Let It Be. Yeah. Can't wait. This time with Paul McCartney's blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Paul McCartney's tweeted, hasn't he? He's tweeted yeah. like an apple and a thumbs up. I can't wait. Uh, that that era of the Beatles thrills me and excites me, and I've got a, I've got a little Ringo Starr boner. <laughs> God. I've got a Pete Best. <laughs> oh, what a thought that is. Um, All right, John, listen, mate, thank you very much indeed. I'm very excited by that, very excited. Let's try David again. Let's see if David's got some manners. Good evening, David. 
evening. Uh, I'd just like to apologise for the hours. Um, and I would like to apologise for my childish putting you on hold. Yeah. That was immature of me, David. Uh, but what's I've, my... I've learned my lesson. Please don't put me on hold. It's quite, quite lonely there. OK. Do you want to take us off speakerphone, mate? Uh, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask. You guys are doing the tour, aren't you? We're doing the tour, yeah. Yeah. Which cities are you going to? We're going to just just everybody just everybody be prepared. I think we've got one, okay? Just you know. We're going to Brighton, we're going to Bath, we're going to Manchester, and we're going to Glasgow, we're going to Luton. So far. Not going to Sheffield. Sorry? You're not going to Sheffield. We are not going to Sheffield, no. Mm, that's disappointing. I would love to come see you. You will have to come and see us, because I wanna I wanna I fight you. I will definitely come see you. I will beat your ass. Yeah, you're going to beat my ass? <laughs> you're going to beat my yeah, ass? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. You're going to beat my ass? Ian, don't listen here. Hey, David. David. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, do you play a musical instrument? I can do, yes. You sound like a banjo player. I play the banjo. Yeah, you do. I thought so. I thought you might do. Thanks very much for your call. I knew it. You can spot them a mile off. Lucy, you're next. Then it's Nick. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Let's go to Lucy. Good evening, Lucy. Hello, good evening. I'm laughing because Kath has got a picture, her screensaver. Do you describe your screensaver? It's brilliant. <laughs> my screensaver is my two little girls dressed up as Laurel and Hardy. and um, They've got the hat songs. We got some hats when we went to see that film. Yeah. I brought them back and I said, girls, can you just, um, can you just put these hats on and can I just face paint a little black moustache on you, little one? <laughs> so she's got the littlest one, who's still got her sort of chubby cheeks, is... Uh, is Oliver Hardy, and the other one is very tall and thin, and so she's Stan, and I said, do this, I I showed them the faces to do, and they've done it brilliantly. It's such a good picture, they've got it spot on, it's black and white, I'm just saying to Kath, don't leave it in digital format, that would look nice on one of those canvas, you know the canvas pictures you get that are mounted on the squares, I think that would look nice as a canvas, that's all I'm saying. God bless you. Beautiful children, impersonating beautiful comedians... It's good, isn't it? Sam's seen it now. Look, he's having a laugh. Isn't it a lovely canvas? Has to be a canvas. All right. Has to be a canvas. I, get, I, I hear you. Lucy, good evening. What can we do for you? Hello. Um, it's my first time calling, so I'm a bit nervous. Well, welcome. I'm sorry we kept you on hold for so long. No, that's OK. Um, thank you. Um, I read your message on Facebook today. Oh, yeah. And it struck a chord with me, and I tried to send you an email, but it bounced a couple of times, and then I heard you speaking just now saying you've turned your email off. Yeah. So I thought I'd call in. Hey, thank you. That's okay. Um, I just wanted to share my experience with you of um, my bipolar disorder. Yeah, go on. What's happening for you? Um, So I was off my meds three years ago and got quite depressed and didn't even think that it was meds related or anything i just even though i'd had episodes before i just didn't think about going back to the doctor or anything like that and then um a few months later i had a manic episode um went on holiday for two weeks to japan and didn't come back for two and a half months oh flipping it i mean if you're gonna go i hope you don't mind me using the phrase because i would use this about myself if you're gonna go nuts you know, doing it for however many thousands of miles away from home. God, that was... that. I was going to say that must have been terrifying, but maybe it wasn't terrifying for you. Maybe it was joyous. It was amazing. Yeah. But uh, terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I, I, I I've not, I'm not bipolar, and I'm, I, I am fascinated by the manic 
um, uh, part of your disease. You know, I think sometimes I, I, I think sometimes I, I, I can kind of err on that a little bit. The, 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 a very minor polar thing going on, but certainly not enough to be classified as bipolar. Well, how does your manic period start? Is it instant, or can you have you got like a week or so where you can feel things changing? Um, it starts with a lack of sleep. Right. So I'll start waking up at four or five in the morning and doing craft projects or rearranging my flat. Yeah. And then it sort of gets worse and worse, and then I start to get more extreme and want to go to Tokyo and things like that. <laughs> I want to go to Tokyo all the time. I love it. What were you doing yeah. in Tokyo then, while um, you were so, not well? Uh, at first, I was just sort of doing a lot of karaoke meeting people, going clubbing, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then my bank card got blocked, so oh. I didn't have any money for a while. Oh, Lucy. Um, and ended up sort of sleeping on the streets. Oh, mate. Um, in parks and things, um, doing what I could to survive. Oh, God. So, yeah, it was quite an experience. Yeah. In the end, my brother had to get in contact with the embassy to actually get me home. Oh, I'm sorry. I was me making light of it, and it sounds like it turned, no, no, it turned hideous. All. No, it was it was an amazing adventure at the time, um, but I think when I when I got back, um, I was sectioned um, because I was in the belief that Keanu Reeves was a second coming and okay. that I was an angel. Yeah, yeah. and um, it all gone very squiffy in my mind. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until now, sort of three years later, that I can see that perhaps it was not big on my meds that triggered the mania and the depression. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming you're saying this to me because I mentioned in the post that I've been off my meds for, for I, I guess it's yeah. five or six weeks now, is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I was on meds for, for, I was on antidepressants for years, and then a while, for after a while ago, I can't, can't remember the timeline, I came off one of the d- drugs, the metazapine, that was, help, that was helping me sleep, but also making me lethargic, and then I tried for sort of six, about six months, I was trying to come off the Venlafaxine, and finally came off it over Christmas, and um, uh, yeah, here's the thing, maybe it has been a very stressful kind of few weeks anyway um that maybe i would have coped with it a little bit better if i'd still been on antidepressants maybe not Uh, so i'm uh i'm not ruling out the idea of going back on antidepressants but i just want to i just want things to kind of calm down a little bit so i can make a slightly more rational decision maybe it's just a really really shitty time and 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 you know a normal person in inverted commas would be feeling like i'm feeling now as well i don't know i don't know but you when you went makes a lot of sense when you went back on meds was it kind of a a pretty instant return to wellness no um so i was put on really strong um, medication in hospital um which really zonked me out um, and then uh, when I came out a few months later, they reduced the dose to a different medication. Yeah. And I've been stable on that for two years now, three years. Um, well, oh, man, alive. Lucy, what a story. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what, oh, that's okay. I, I, I've, I've got to ask. What was, the, what, was the, the, what was the craziest thing you did in Tokyo then when you were, when you were unwell? 
Because that's Tokyo is a place um, where you can go. Tokyo is a crazy place anyway. Mm-hmm. It's bright and it is noisy and it's friendly and it, but it can also be very lonely and it's it's you know it's robots and it's girls dressed as sexy school schoolgirls and girls dressed as sexy cats. But also people mind their own business, yeah. so you yeah. can go as wild as you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? So it's, think... it's a nuts place, but I love it. One of my favourite places in the world. So what? So what was the weirdest thing you did? Um, the craziest thing I did, which I don't condone at all, was I walked into Uniqlo, um, put lots of clothes in my basket, put them all on, put my coat and jeans back on and walked out. Wow. Did you get stopped? No. Oh, mate. Not at all. Oh, um, There was no security tags on any of the things. No. Um, so, and it yeah, sounds like that is, no that is not your normal moral or ethical direction you'd be heading no. in. Not in any way. And I spent two nights for different things in police stations as well. So that was quite frightening. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, yeah. I, well, listen, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the air and sharing that with us, because that's an amazing story anyway. And and secondly, thank you for doing it because you, you felt that you wanted to um, offer me some comfort. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to say I love listening to your show and it did really sadden me to read your post today. So I hope things work out for you because it's it's a treat every weeknight to listen to your show. You're a good woman, Lucy. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm reminded, while Lucy was talking, you might have heard me typing, I'm reminded of a book, and I've I've not read it for about 10 years. It's a great book. It's by Mark Vonnegut, who's Kurt Vonnegut's son. It's incredible, actually. It's called The Eden Express, A Memoir of Insanity. Um, uh, It's a 1975 memoir by Mark Vonnegut about his experiences in the late 60s and his major psychotic breakdown and recovery. Um, The foreword was written by Kurt Vonnegut, who said, quote, His wish, Mark Vonnegut's wish, is to tell people who are going insane something about the shape of the roller coaster they are on. It's an incredible book, right? It's about him kind of being a bit of a hippie and wanting to go and live in this commune. And as he's sort of going to the commune, he can just feel there's a couple of things in his head that are not quite right, but that's because he's a teenager and he's smoking dope and that's the way it's meant to be. And he gets this commune and he goes insane. He goes mad. He has a breakdown and goes mad. And he writes so beautifully about going batshit crazy nuts and it is it's incredible and everyone on this commune first of all they're all you know they're giving him more weed to smoke and they're all like well let's do crystals and you know and they're trying and then they start getting scared and going oh god this guy's really sick and they're in the middle of nowhere and there's a brilliant bit which i really identified with in in terms of not in terms of mental health in terms of when i used to get migraines i haven't had a migraine for ages touch wood um but there's a brilliant bit where he describes being in a hospital at his most insane, right? Being strapped to a gurney, to a bed, a gurney. And he he imagined that he was in an arena doing battle with evil and that he was good. It was like he was he was in like a coliseum and he was doing battle. Uh, and literally I strapped to the bed and so a devil a demon would come in and like they'd have like a psychic fight and he had to use all of his psychic energy to beat this demon and the demon would go and the crowd would go nuts and then the next demon would come in and he had to keep having these fights to save himself and I think to save the world. It's a long time since I read it. And here's the thing. 
I've had that with migraines. With migraines, like really, really bad migraines, it's... Um, I've got to, I have to dig it out. I have to dig it out and, and bring it in and, and read it. With migraines, I would have battles. I would have battles where I would have to battle something, an entity to then get through to the next round. And the ultimate goal wasn't to save the world, but the ultimate goal was if I kept beating them and I bet beat enough of these, you know, um, dark forces, they weren't devils or anything for me, but if I beat enough of these dark forces, the migraine would go. And that's what I had to do to survive. It's insane. Insane. And I read this thinking, my God, I don't, I've never seen this expressed so beautifully. I, 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 I've got it somewhere. Because I lent it to Jeff Lloyd ages ago. We did a book swap and then we never gave the books back. So I think I bought it recently. I'll have to dig it out. Uh, Nick and Giselle stay there. 0344 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Uh, I just found a bit, an extract uh, from that Mark Vonnegut book. It's not the bit I was talking about, but I, and I don't, I'm not quite sure what bit it is. I literally just found it, but I'll read it in a, in a minute. It's, it's such a good book. Uh, but we've got callers that have been waiting for a while, so let's go. And next on the list was Nick. Good evening, Nick. Good evening, both. Um, haven't you seen the uh, the Stan and Ollie film? I just heard Kath talking about um, a little. Yes, we up. went and saw a very special preview that was introduced by Steve Coogan and had Dara O'Brien in the audience. Oh, wow. What do you think of the film? I thought it was very good. Here's the thing. Here's the, what I'm starting to, to to wonder, right? And I heard Limmy, Limmy the comedian, mention this a couple of years ago, and it, or a year ago, and it just resonated with me, and I don't know if it will click with you, Kath. I don't think... I, I don't think I like things that most other people like. I, I just... I, it's not me being obtuse. It's not me being difficult. It's not me being, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose not to like this because everyone else will like it. I just don't think I do... I went and saw The Death of Stalin and came out thinking, well, that wasn't very good. Everyone raves about it. It's one of President Obama's favourite films. And the same with Stan and Ollie. I just sat there thinking, I'm not really... I'm not really enjoying it. You didn't particularly like it, did you, Catherine? I, you liked it more than me, I think. I was, uh, I was ready to love it, and this is yeah. my problem. I go in ready to absolutely love things, because I grew up with my dad. My dad is one of the sons of the desert, right? So he loves Stan and Ollie. And so um, there were moments where I almost cried just because... It's you know it got, it's so enmeshed in my upbringing. So you know the bit where they do and I don't think this is a spoiler, but where the, the bit where they, where they do the dance from, yeah. um, um, you know the the, the dance the, from the Western one. I can't remember the the name of the thing. A Lonesome Pine. Yeah, a, um, a Lonesome Pine. The Lonesome Pine. The trailer of the Lonesome well done. Pine. A Lonesome Pine. <laughs> the Catherine Boyle where they, story. <laughs> where they do the dance there. There were mo- I could feel that. It, I could feel the emotion welling up in my chest. But, 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 and here's the big but, the big but in this. I feel like it was a really good Radio 2 film, yeah. uh, not Radio 2, uh, BBC 2 yeah. film for a Sunday afternoon. And also, here's my big problem with it. They hadn't split up before Trail of the Lonesome Pine. They'd just finished a world tour, and Ollie didn't have AIDS when they did whoa, Trail whoa, of whoa, the Lonesome whoa, Pine. Whoa, 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 you're mixing it. He got it afterwards. You're mixing it he up. He had it several years afterwards. No. And so that, for me, ruined it. When did they do We Will Rock You? Um, they, the whole chronology was wrong. Um, but Nick, so, Nick, I'm so, I, I don't mean to rain on your parade because I'm getting the vibe that you really enjoyed it. No, it, it was interesting. I remember coming home from school and watching them on BBC Two. Oh, man, uh, BBC yeah, Two, about 5.25 in the afternoon. Yeah. Wasn't that great? So it was great, like Howard Lloyd and all the old ones like that. I mean, they, they were all just great. 
Um, but I actually called about. Um, well, did you? Did, but did you dig the film? Did you enjoy? Did you enjoy yeah. the film? Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was quite good because it was. It was behind the scenes. Yeah. What was going on between them? I mean, how true and how accurate that was, I don't know. But like, when they were in there, I think they went to Newcastle or something. I must admit, yeah. while I was in the cinema, when I came out, I did Google to see whether that. That that B and B actually existed. <laughs> well, from here's the thing: I, I read a book about Laurel Hardy years ago, and I don't really remember it. But 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 they they did the thing that they do with a lot of biopics. They kind of got a lot of facts over a lot of years because they did about four or five tours of the UK from the 30s mm. through to I think the last one was 52 or 53. Um, and what they did is they took elements from each tour and kind of put them into that one tour. The thing about the Robin Hood film. It was sort of true, but that was a couple of tours before they were supposed to make the film. But also, I think it was a fabrication, him holding out for the money and and then having to burst into the office. I think they they got, you know, the film was going to happen, but then the money got pulled quite early on and they knew about it. I don't think the thing about them, you know, the first few dates, only having 15 people in the audience until they started dicking around, you know, on the news and stuff. I don't think that's true. I think Laurel and Hardy were always a big draw and that you would have had to fight to have got tickets for it. I think that was a bit of a fabricaziano. But... All that geeky stuff aside, yeah. I thought it was lovingly made. Yeah, yeah. I thought John C. Riley was oh, wonderful. I in love it. John C. Riley so much. Steve Coogan did a good, a good stand. He was great. Um, John the guy Riley, that was though. the guy that was James Finlayson was brilliant. I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted more from James Finlayson. Um, but it's John C. Riley. The, and the wives were a good turn. The wives are great. I, John, John C. Riley. I love John C. Riley. Go and check out Doctor Steve Brule. Check it out. I just think he's he's such a good actor, and I thought he played Oliver Hardy perfectly. No, it, it, it was very good. I mean, it was very good indeed. Oh, Giselle, um, we lost you. I was about to come to you, but if you, well, let's let's see if Giselle, if you want to come back on, then come, then phone us and we'll put you. We'll go straight to you. I promise. Um, but if you don't, then apologies for keeping you waiting. And uh, we, we like Giselle. Giselle's one of the good ones who I. Um, it, you know, it, most of them, I don't care if they wait. <laughs> Giselle, I care. You know she gets nervous. I know she gets nervous. So Giselle, um, I'm I'm doing my hand thing again. Um, blessings, peace be with you. Namaste. Peace. Namaste. Go on, John. Uh, Nick. So, what was it you called in about? Uh, you uh, you were talking about the uh, the broth um, and the tickets, I think. Oh yes, yes. yes. Um, so, and uh, you mentioned uh, it'd be handy if the lawyer guy called in, and here I am. Hey! <laughs> and I got his name right. You did. That is a first. <laughs> you did, actually. Okay, right. So we got this loser. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say he's quite creepy. This guy, Andrew, he's quite a creepy <laughs> guy. He lives in Las Vegas, right? And he f- sometimes he flies over. He works for Virgin or something, doesn't he? So he yeah. gets free flights. But sometimes he'll fly over, Nick, to see us do a show in a, in a pub in Brighton. So that's weird, first of all. That's keen. We said to him, jokingly, I thought, I thought obviously it was a gag. Uh, if you can, if he lives in Las Vegas, if you can get Matt Goss to film an introduction for us for the rabbit hole screening, we'll give you free tickets to all of our shows for life. Now, yes, I, you know, yes, I want this, the video of Matt Goss. Of course, I do, and he has to uphold. I'm sure you'll agree, Nick. He has to keep his end of the contract intact. He does. But do I have to keep my end of the contract intact? That's the question. <laughs> verbal contracts. Mm, we all, um, they're not worth the paper they're written on. Uh, verbal contracts are binding. For example, if you go into a, a news agent and you buy uh, a newspaper or a Mars bar or something, that's still a contract, even though it's verbal. But you, so, but you, but no, no. Sorry to sorry to interrupt and interject, Your Honour, but Milad, <laughs> but that's but that's a that's actually happened. 
That's a man has given you a newspaper, you have given him money. That has actually happened. That's and different. That point, yeah, at that point it's a contract, but it's not written, though. So it's still, it's still it's a not, contract. It's not ver- mm, I, yeah, I would dispute is. that, but let's... let's <laughs> g- 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 overall. I mean, what does he know? He's only been doing it for years. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, overall. Continue. So, yeah, um, so t- technically it, it is a contract, but you think, well, if, if you breach it, then so what, what what's he going to do? Is he going to... Sue you for the uh, yeah, for the tickets. Loser. I mean, that's, that's what we've got to think. So what we could happen. do. So what you're suggesting, um, lawyer, is that we welch on the deal and see what he's got. So we get you're saying we get the video from the SAP, and then once we got it, we just cut him loose and we don't give him any free tickets. Hey. Sorry. <gasps> what? Hello, hello what who's are this? You doing? Hey, 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 hold on a minute. We've got a deal. I've got it in recording. And well, I know did you just put him straight through, Sam? Did you just put him through? <laughs> this is a private meeting with my brief. You put a scumbag no, on the no, line. I'm not having this. It's privileged. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you want this video, we've we got to play the ball. And uh, this, this game, this, you've got to give me these tickets. Speak to my, speak to my lawyer. He's on the other line. Nick, <laughs> deal with this, please. Well, not Richard, I is it? Like there was an intention to create legal relations there, so that means there's not going to be... Uh, a valid binding contract. It was a, it was in jest. It wasn't a serious uh, mm. uh, offer and proposition. Oh, this guy's good. Yeah, I like this what? Guy. Okay, then, oh dear. Okay. In that case, you know, I've not got it yet. So maybe you just won't. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, would your, what would your what would your boss man say about that? Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, buddy. You've got to keep your end of the bargain. Yeah, but you haven't got to keep yours. No, not according to my li- my legal representative. No. I think that's entirely reasonable. <laughs> Damn it! I need a lawyer. Where's um, Where's Sally? Well, you get get a lot. Get you get your own lawyer because my lawyer's um, <laughs> telling is my lawyer screwing you into the ground. You're playing with the big boys now, Andrew. You're playing with the big boys now, Andrew. It seems that way. I, I'm going to find myself one of those better call soul lolly uh, lawyers. <laughs> out here. I'll find one. Here uh, do you know what? I'm feeling like I a, live in a very litigious place. Uh, how How definite is it? you can get Matt Goss to record a video for our broth screening. You know what? I emailed you uh, on Monday night, but yes. your email just spat it back at I, me. I've, so I've, I've deleted that email address. That email is gone. Ian, oh, Ian yeah. com is gone, to make, partly to get away from you. No, but I got your email from a day... <laughs> got, you sent me... I got an email from a day ago. Of, thanks for listening to the whole show, because we read it out. I've not caught up on that one yet. I'm, I'm getting there because the, the website was down. But oh. I've downloaded it now and I'll be listening to it tonight. Oh, so I've got a feeling oh, this isn't going to... Not he's, too fan. He's, he's, he's Billy, big bollocks. He, Woo! He's, um, excuse my language. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not as co- cocky as he was in the email when he said he could. It was definitely going to happen. I can't say too much, but it's being worked on. Oh. Here's what we want. We want our names mentioned. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. We want the rabbit hole picture show mentioned. The rest is up to you. Yes. You get me yes. that video. Um, if I can, I can tell you an update where I'm at. If I can drop you an email, I know you don't like talking to people off there, but uh, I can, I can give you a lowdown on where I'm at with it. But I just can't do it at the moment. Right, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you an email because I got your. Um, okay. I got the email that you sent me, so I'll send you an email. So you've got, you've got my email address. Uh, and should I not be doing that? Sorry, hang on. Sorry, Nick. Should I not be doing that, sir? <laughs> no, no, no. That's absolutely fine. That's ab- as long as you put uh, without prejudice at the. Uh, start. <laughs> <laughs> With, I'm doing exactly that without prejudice. <laughs> What's the update, scumbag? Oh, 
Is that too much? Is that too much? Yeah, that's a little... Uh, alleged, right. An alleged scumbag. What's the update? Alleged? <laughs> you know, I only tuned in about five minutes ago. I'm so glad I tuned in. Mate, I Andrew, so much, of the, that, so much of the show has been about you tonight, mate. So you're in for a treat. <laughs> right. You're in for a treat. Uh, I've sent you an email. Um, listen, I'm a, I'm a man of, of Christ. What? I'm a man of my uh, word. Careful. You do this, Andrew. <laughs> uh, you will get a ticket. A? Three... For every show that we do, forever. Right, OK. Just the ones that don't sell out, right? No, you, you'll get... Your name will be... Your, here's the thing, seriously, right? All, all joking to one side. All joking, joking to one side. You get this, your name's on the door for everything. Fantastic. But you got... Not, not a guest! Not a guest? Oh... Okay, that's oh. right. I don't know many people. That's we, right. never, ah, no. gonna, we never... We never said guest. Your, your name, Andrew Bumlick, <laughs> and that's what that's the name we're going to put on the door. <laughs> you have to go you and say... You have to say, have you got anything for Andrew Bumlick? <laughs> and I think he's got to provide ID to confirm his Andrew Bumlick. <laughs> it's Andrew Bum hyphen Lick. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have a credit card or a driving licence in that name. <laughs> Andrew, you're a good man. I appreciate you uh, taking this with a sense of humour. I appreciate your hard yeah. work, and um, let us know how you get on, brother. <laughs> I've just got your email, Lalo, without the prejudice. Okay. Nice one. That, uh, you you <laughs> okay, wait till you hear sorry. the first hour of the show. It's basically you being, um, being uh, um, hung, drawn, and quartered. Nick, thanks very much indeed. I will keep you posted, okay. and, and we'll, we'll find a way out of this. No problem. Thank you, man. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Story. 
some true stories, man. And it's a Talking Heads song, and that version has never been released. 33 years ago that film was made. That version has never been released. You wait till you, you, we play John Goodman singing a country and western song. Man, any movie... John Goodman, though, is just... Do you know what I need to watch? I went to the pictures to see it. And I, I bet it's lousy. Sorry? It's my skirt, sorry. But I'd like to... I want to see it. I really want to... I really, really... I really, really, really want to watch King Ralph. Remember King Ralph? Yeah, I do remember King Ralph. Where, like, the royal family gets blown up. And he's like the 876th in line for the throne or something, and he becomes the king. Yeah. I want to watch King Ralph. I might, I wonder if King Ralph is suitable for my boys this week. I've got the boys this weekend. Are we going to watch King Ralph? Let me IMDB King Ralph. You can talk. You, can, you were going to say something, weren't you? You're welcome to. While I, uh... I was just thinking about the bit in King Ralph. Spoiler alert if you've not seen King Ralph, where the whole royal family, extended royal family, gets together for a, a photo. Don't they get electrocuted? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's got Peter O'Toole and John Hurt in it. Yeah, isn't Peter O'Toole the Leslie kind of... Phillips. The guy who guides him through all the etiquette of being the king, unsuccessfully. Uh, um, uh, it only gets 5.1 on IMDb, but they can be snobs. I'm having King Ralph this weekend. That's what we're doing. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Ah, oh, Giselle Kenberg. Good evening, hey. Giselle. Sorry to keep you waiting. Okay. You know, Kath, she won't stop talking It wasn't my fault. It was your fault. You all right? What's wrong? Uh, just found out my mate died. And oh. it, it was like just one thing on another and another. And the oh. worst part of it is he's not particularly close friend of mine, but he's close to other friends. It was close to other friends of mine. And um, I know a, a great deal of addicts. Um, although I don't classify, I'm certainly not a drug or a drink addict. I do have certain bad relationships and other things, but it uh, just kind of throws you into this dissociative manner. And basically, he there's these things that the government that they try to do to prevent it. But from what we can we can gather, he actually um he actually froze to death. Oh man! And I just um. It just feels like one thing too many, you know. I just, uh, I I knew that I was under a lot of stress this year to begin the year, and I knew that I needed to focus on compartmentalising and not spinning too many plates. But just this on top of everything else just feels a bit yeah, like um, that, that would knock anybody, you know, even someone who's especially well grounded and in control of everything. And if you're struggling anyway to get I'm so sorry for your loss, man. That's uh, that's terrible. Thanks. I mean, it's not. It's just. uh, It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me because from from what I can gather, it's uh, a little bit too much alcohol, which lowers the body temperature anyway, and passing out somewhere. But what I don't understand is when there's messages all over the country, you know, of this this weather is SH1T to be out in and, you know, you can call this number if you see someone. Why the hell did no one call anyone? I just don't understand. I just I don't, don't get it. No, um, no. And uh, often we don't get why people die, w- w- you know, in preventable situations like that. Um, it sucks. He was, it he was sucks. 25. It's a waste of a life. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Um, it just kind of throws everything into into perspective. Like, as I say, I, I don't have 
necessarily issues with drinking drugs, but I know a lot of people that do, and I have other issues with relationships with other other things that kind of put you in in a similar sort of mm. uh, instant gratification sort of mindset, and you know you end up with little to no money, and then you end up you know thinking, well, actually, I'm not that far away from being in that position. You know, and you kind of have to watch yourself. And I'm just thinking, where is this? You know, I know you, you believe in this, Ian, about, you know, we are all one and we are all co- collective consciousness and stuff. And I, well, I just don't get how how so much rubbish is coming out from the woodwork. And, like, we're only, we're not even February yet. You know what I mean? I just don't get it. <laughs> we're not even February. I I looked at the calendar today thinking, it must, is it February now? It's not. It's not until, is it Friday it becomes February? Something like that. I couldn't believe it. It's months dragging on. Um, how are you? When did you find out, Giselle, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, two hours ago. Okay, okay. So this is... Um, okay, so this is this is brand new for you. Um, have you... Not the first person in that position that I've had to deal with news yeah. like this, but I just don't understand why at this time of the year uh, it wasn't prevented. Uh uh, the only thing I can say is it sucks. That's that's it. You know, l- life sucks, and we are um, a, a cold, you know, group of people that d- d- doesn't have our eye out for other people as much as we should do. And I'm yeah. sorry that we, and I mean we, you know, as in everybody, we let your mate down and we let you down, and that is on all of us to a certain extent. Um. What are you going to do tonight? Are, are you going? To, I'm this precise second. I'm more concerned about you. Um, are you going to be all right tonight? Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I feel quite disassociative, which I think is the brain's way of, of kind of dealing with um, with the event. But uh, you know, I was going to go out and see some people, and then they're like, "Oh no, we'll wait tonight. Deal with that tomorrow." And I'm like, okay. And um, it's just a kind of case of making sure I'm everything that they that person in question wasn't, you know, in terms of being safe and warm and stuff. And I just, it just, I just think that I'm trying not to think too much, which is kind of hard for me anyway, but like about how uh, I can make sure that I'm not as vulnerable as that and, and, you know, improve my relationship with things like money and and so forth. And it's just... um, I'm just not really sure exactly what to do, but in in the kind of the uh, immediate future, I I have my cats, so I'm going to spend some time with them tonight. I think. Can I ask do your do your cats go outside, or are they house cats? Uh, they do go out, but not all the time. I don't like uh, sending them out when people use de-icer because that just a lot of them get yeah. killed that way. Um, but yeah, they're, they're in at the moment. Do you? Because uh, my cats just went out today for the first time, right? Or yesterday? Oh, yeah, a little I know bit. That <laughs> well, I f- it's terrifying, man, isn't it? Yeah. My babies. Yeah. My, uh, I've got two cats. They're brother and sister, but one is five kilos and one is three. So there's, there's quite a difference yeah. in size between them. And the female, which is the smaller one, she just stays by the bushes outside. And the the bigger one, he'll jump over the fence, and I, he, he's you know gone. And I'm like, where is he? I just sort of hang out of the window, kind yeah. of watching. It's like parenting, you know. Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible! I hate it. My little baby's out there, and the, oh, I've got a train track at the back of my garden. And uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, 
Are you going to be all right tonight? Are you going to be all right tonight, Giselle? Yeah, I'll be all right tonight. I just feel, I suppose it's some sort of shock, but it's not, um, it's my brain's trying to make sense of something that doesn't really make sense. You can't make sense, make sense you know of it, I mean? no, of course you can't, no. It's uh, it's wrong and it's cruel and it's unfair and it's oh. unjust and it's all of those things. And, and we, we try and look for, a, you know, a logical, karmic reason for stuff and... and Quite often, I would suggest more often than not, there is no cosmic justice, no natural law. You know, it's unfair. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just kind of hoping that wherever this person and and others before him have, have kind of gone to now, that they kind of make the best of it wherever they are now than what they got treated in, you know, this earthly plane. You know what I mean? They didn't have the best, you know, time of it. And just kind of have to hope that wherever they are now, they're kind of, having a party or something you know yeah well let's let's hope that that is um let's hope that that is the case um and i think all of us you know me and kath and everyone listening i'm sure will um mm, you've given us a lot to think about yeah sorry because i need no. I, I know that no. everybody feels a bit at the moment anyway no, i didn't want to make sorry. it worse but don't be sorry. Absolutely nothing to be sorry for. I'm really glad you gave us a call, and I'm sorry we kept you waiting for so long. I'm, I'm glad that you um, you decided to call back in. Um, we're you know we're on until one o'clock. So if you want to call us, you know if if in uh, immediate grief is weird, isn't it? Because you can you can be fine. You can laugh about it sometimes. That's not you know whatever you feel is it's is right to feel. Then you can get angry and you can burst into tears all in the space of five minutes. Yeah. So if in the next forty minutes. Uh, you have uh, sorry, I burped. Uh, you you suddenly find yourself in a position that isn't quite as as calm as you are now. You can give us a call back, and yeah. likewise, if tomorrow, you know, obviously night times are particularly difficult for um, dealing with with a loss like this. You know, if tomorrow night or Friday night, we're Wednesday, yeah, tomorrow or Friday night, you want to give us a call and just come and hang out. And if you want to have a cry, you can. If you want to shout. You can if you you just want to sit silently on the line. We can do that as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I I've heard. I, I kind of, if I'm being honest, I haven't. I've heard a lot of the show tonight. I haven't really listened to much no, of it. If I'm fine. being honest with you, um, but I heard you you mention about Samaritans and how you couldn't get through. To mm. them. And I I've been in that position as well. And and when I worked at Samaritans, which is going back about five years ago, they didn't have uh, like a message on the line. You just have it ring. Yeah. And now they have a message saying, uh, you know, if we can't get to your call, and then after a certain amount of time, it will cut out and you have to ring back. Yeah. And although they obviously explain this, so it, it does. Uh, does kind of show whether whether they're understaffed, I don't know, but I think for my my feeling is that there are more and more people ringing. Well, this is it. It's whether they are understaffed or they are overwhelmed, and there is a slight, there's a subtle difference between those two similar statements. And and yeah, maybe it's they are uh, overwhelmed, which is um, uh, which is lousy, a lousy situation to be in. Uh, maybe we'll have a word with them and see if there's anything we can do to try and help. Um, a little bit. Are you going to be all right tonight? I mean, yeah, that's a dumb I'll question. You might not be, you, uh, but um... I'll I'll, uh, I'll be listening the rest of the show, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll be 
you know, as to be expected, but I, I keep myself safe and stuff, so um, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, and, uh, hey, listen, whatever, whatever you feel over the next... I'm going to read a bit from this Mark Vonnegut bit, the book in a second. I've not read it, but there might be a little identification in there. Um, but whatever you, you, you know, you know this, I'm going to patronise you slightly, whatever you feel over the next hour or the next 24 hours or the next seven days is perfectly natural. You might be angry with the person, you might be angry with society, you might just want to cry, you might be numb, you might be laughing. Whatever you feel is right, you know, there's, there's, is right for you to feel at that time. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Hang in you. there, hang in there, Giselle, you're a good one. Speak to you later on. You too, Mum. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. 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 It's getting heartbreaking. It is. It is. Dying of, uh, you know, the cold. No no one needs that. What year are we? 2019. And this is 2007. 12 years out. (laughs) 12 years out. (laughs) My brain's a bit like that tonight. That's insane. Um, Diana, stay there. 0344991000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On Talk Radio. 03444991000. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Late Night Alternative. Podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. Best of this show. Uh, if we have guests on, that goes out. And also we've got... We, we never really mentioned the Rabbit Hole podcast, and we should do, because, you know, it's good. Rabbit Hole podcast. Have we run out? We must have run out, haven't we? I've got the games night to put out, but I don't know how well that will translate to an audio format. I'll put it out. Really? Oh, I think it'll be fun, yeah. Nah. I, I think it'll be fun. Okay. Do it. I, I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. People, people listen to it, they give it five minutes, they don't like it, they'll, they'll skip it. All right. I think put it out. All right. But, but you're not going to. I will. Okay. Should have gone out <laughs> for Christmas for the Christmas season. Um, but do you not? You not think? I think it'd be. Uh... I don't know. Part of me really likes the idea of doing something that we don't record. Okay. Well, we'll do something we don't record. Turn our mics off. Didn't re- really, we didn't just, record that. It's just uncalled for, mate. We didn't record it though. Happy. I do. I do some more if you want. You want some more? You dare. Turn the mics off. We didn't record. Say that again. I'll smash your face in. Okay. Well, we've probably done enough of unrecorded stuff. Just put it out. Content. It's content. It's content. Trying to have some uh, (laughs) standards. Integrity. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Rabbit Hole Podcast. Oh, baby. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> That's Just a good advert. Google that. Um, hello, Diana. Hello, Ian. I'm Hey. I hey. hope you're both okay. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. You know. No, I'm not all right. I know I'm lousy, but, um, you know, we managed to... The, the second hour seemed to fly by. And I became less self-aware in the third hour. You know, I feel, feel bad for a uh, friend of the show, Giselle. You know, I feel yeah, bad for her feel and the person really, who passed it, away. It really is carried out tonight. Yeah, it's f- 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 freezing. What you got for us, Diana? Well, um, well, of course you know it's fifty years ago since they played on the rooftop, doesn't it? Well, was it? Yes, I, I kind of know that. Was it fifty yeah. years ago t- today? Yesterday? Uh, the thirtieth, yeah. It was the, that was the, when they played on the rooftop. They yeah, must that must have been cold as well. But they were wrapped up, weren't they? It was freezing cold. It's it's a lovely bit of footage. Them on the yeah. the, the rooftop, the Beatles. Um, and yeah. I think one of them, one of them is, I think Ringo is wearing his wife's coat. Um, yeah. and they sound lousy. 
um, and no one could see them. Uh, it was I've had people phone in who who were there and saw it and stuff. It was just a bloody racket. Couldn't hear anything. Um, but yeah, fifty years fifty years ago today, that the Beatles last did a, did some play hanging it, on a roof. It's the best. It's the best part of the film. Yeah, the f- no, the best part of the film is George Harrison going, look, I'll play, if you want me to play, I'll play, well, if, if you don't want me to play, I won't play, you know, it's fine. It's, it's not an enjoyable film, is it? It is, I, lo- I do love um, Let It Be, but it is, it's hard, it, oh. I mean, it's grim, it is grim. I can remember when I was very small, it was shown on B- on the BBC, BBC Two once. Because it's on YouTube, isn't it, now? It's on YouTube now. Hang on a minute, let me just play this. This Here we go. So, see if we can get it simpler and then complicated where it needs complications. But it's complicated in the bit. In a minute, Paul's going to go, I'm not having a goal. (laughs) He is. Shall we... It's too hard to hear. But here's the thing about Paul McCartney. He gets a tough time, right? Yeah. If you watch that film, and if you read about it, yeah, he know. was holding the Beatles together then. It was him. If he hadn't I have been know. the one going, let's try this, let's bring in a film crew, let's do this, let's... Yeah. George, please... The Beatles would have... The Beatles split up twice during the making of Let It Be. Ringo left. Um, uh, Ringo left for like a week, I think, and I they had to go around and beg him to come back. And George left. Yeah, I know. And also, you've got y- Yoko is sat in this with them, isn't she? Yeah, Yoko is Yoko is and sat that... there. I think she was in. A, she brought. They, didn't they bring a, oh, a know, hospital bed in for some of they it? They all look uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and, and Paul gets so much flack for that, and I'm, I laugh at that bit. But it, but he's holding the flipping Beatles together. Do no you, one else wanted to. Do you think the Paul vibe is the same as the one the Mike Love thing? That someone's got to no be the boss. I think it's slightly different because I think I think Mike Love. There is a slight resentment of everyone else's talent, and I don't think there is with Paul. I think Paul is perhaps dismissive of George's talent as a songwriter. He's definitely dismissive of George's talent as a songwriter, but he he um, he still wants everyone to contribute. Right. As a thing, this, this is, yeah, I, I, it's a it's a it's a tough old watch. Let it be, but it's um, also because it's not made very well. I don't think there's lots of there's lots of bits of audio that are put on from other places. It's not particularly yeah. technically a very good film, but 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 uh, uh, it was going to. Do you know the what the, the conversations they had before the uh, Let It Be film and before the rooftop concert? What they were planning to do. Well, there was some talk about them playing on a ship, wasn't there? Or yes. playing in the desert? Yes! There was, there was talk of them getting, like, a proper sail ship... I know, ..and yeah. packing it full of fans and writing yeah. and recording the album on the ship and then getting to, the de- getting to a desert well, and doing a concert in the desert. And George was like, I, I, I don't want to leave my house. I'm, I'm not leaving my house. And so that didn't happen, yeah. but they were going to do it on a ship! I'm also very... In- <laughs> Fascinated by you can you, several times several times in the film you see Mal Evans don't you Yeah Mal Evans is bashing the old um, yeah. Maxwell Silver Hammer at you one know point What happened to him it was very sad Mal Evans uh, the roadie for the Beatles and more uh, yeah. and more big bloke like six foot six big yeah. strapping bloke and then when the Beatles split up he went to live in America somewhere L A L A 
Uh, well, go on, you tell us, because I can't quite remember the details. Well, go on, what happened? Well, he was living in L.A., and he was having a bit of a bad time, and I think he had an argument with a lady friend of his, and over nothing, and he'd been drinking or whatever, and he, he had some sort of air rifle or whatever, and somebody called the police, and the police turned up, and he was sadly shot dead. Shot dead, in the, I think it was in the 70s. Mal Evans, big, big, friendly giant. And, you know, yeah. he's waving a gun around. That's what's going to happen well, in America. But it's horrendous. But then, do you know... But So then so then he died, yeah. right, and he was cremated. Do you know what happened then? Yeah, they lost his ashes, didn't they? Yeah, she's got lost. Flipping heck, that's double unlucky. Oh, it's double unlucky. It's, what, it's, what did John Lennon say? Oh I, oh, I don't know. Go on. Something about um, they got lost... It, trust Mal to get lost in the post or something like that. <laughs> I mean, that Lennon. Um, yeah, no, Mal Evans. Yeah, double unlucky. Uh, and uh, but he did a lot for them. Oh, it was him and Neil Aspinall. Yeah. It was the two of them. And Neil As- is Neil Aspinall still alive, or did he die? I'm pretty he- sure he's. A lot of them are dead now. He because um, if 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 Derek Taylor was the other one, wasn't he? Derek Taylor died and Boozer. But if Mal Evans had just ma- managed to stay yeah. alive a bit longer, when the kind of the reinterest in the Beatles kicked in again, because Mal Evans brought, I think brought Badfinger to them, didn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he did. I think he did, yeah. Mal Evans. Poor old it's Mal. Very, very sad. And, of course, I love the Ruttles film. Yeah. And the great thing about the <laughs> In the Ruttles film, the guy playing John Lennon kicks the roadie off the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He does. I've not it's seen the Ruttles for ages. I love... I always think it's more Let It Be than Let It Be. The, the Ruttles is great because it's so closely mirrors the Beatles story. I mean, the bit where yeah. Um, yeah. George Harris, George Harrison's in it and, and, and people are running out of Ruttle Court. The only thing that spells the Ruttles for me is, and I know they had to do it because it was half made yeah. with Saturday Night Live, is yeah. the Americans, John, Belu- John Belushi it, yeah. and Dan Aykroyd in there, yeah. ruins it. But Lennon warned Neil Innes, didn't he, about a couple of the songs. Oh, yeah, so we're going to have to sue you for those. They're and too they close. Did take, they did take some royalties from one of them because he said they're too close to the bone. Oh, now that reminds me. I keep meaning to yeah. say this, and I started saying it last night. So do you know Pledge Music, Diana? I'm not sure. Pledge no. Music is great, right? And uh, my friend Imani has used it, and I've, I've given a few quid I've to Neil Innes. It, yeah. And who's making an out? Basically, and, and Jake Shillingford from my life story, I, 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 I pledged towards that. So basically, yeah. what it is is musicians who can't get a record deal or don't want a record deal, yeah. they go online. It's like GoFundMe, and they say, right, I need ten thousand pounds to make an album, okay? And if you pledge fifteen quid, you'll get a signed CD. If you pledge yeah. thirty quid, you'll get a signed yeah. CD and an album. If you pledge, if you pledge a thousand pounds, you'll get a private concert in your all this kind of stuff, right? And Amani did it successfully. Neil Innes has done yeah. it. And uh, then I saw Jake Shillingford post saying, "Really sorry, guys, we have been stuck on ninety five percent for the last three months, and I know." Yeah. that we've broken the 100%, and I've done some digging around, and basically Pledge Music are in trouble. And so I did yeah. some digging around, and Pledge haven't... And, and, and Colin Moulding from XTC has pulled all his stuff off there. They haven't paid people for a long time. Oh they um, Basically, it looks like they're going bust. And they're kind of saying, well, all pledges will be honoured, and, you know, if yeah. you pledge, then we go bust, and we'll give the money back. But it means, right... Yeah. A load of artists aren't going to get the money to make their albums. I suspect a load of people that have, that have given money yeah. won't necessarily get their money back. And also, it's something like, it's either... Can you Google this, Kath? How much, what percentage pledge music takes out of the pledge? I naively assumed 
that if you pledged a hundred pounds to an artist, Diana, yeah, they will get, get ninety-five pounds, and and five percent yeah. will go to pledge. It's not. It's something like pledge get. I think they get like. I want to say starts at fifteen percent. Right, yeah. which I, covers all expenses, including hosting support and even credit card fees. We only get paid if you reach your goal. But it goes up higher. I'm sure I saw a figure that it starts goes at fifteen. It goes up to forty percent oh that they can take. Anyway, it looks like they're going to go bust, and um, I think it's a shame because some great well, music is, has come out of it. And also, it's going to put people off putting money like that in the future, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And some great stuff has been made. You know, know. Hypocrites by Imani, one of my favourite albums. Can I say something about Slade? Yeah, go, go, yes! I forgot to say to you, I remember before Christmas you yeah. mentioned the film, the Slade film, and you also said that was on YouTube. Yeah. That's a great film, that's... Now that, now that, you talk about Let It Be being bleak, bleak. Slade in Flame, my God, it's grim. And I bet it was like that for a lot of bands. Yeah, it's it's Kez with high heel boots on and glitter. Absolutely. Diana, listen, thank you very much for that. You've given us a lot to chew on. We're going to chew on it. Pledge music to go and bust, and I think that's um, such a shame, Uh, you know. Can I read a bit from this Mark Vonnegut thing? The Eden Express... Dr. Mark Vonnegut has written an acclaimed account of his mental illness. This is an extract from it. I don't know what bit this is. I haven't read the book for years. This is from The Guardian from 2003. OK, all right. So this is basically it's about him going mad. Written in the, He went mad in the 70s. So I guess it was written in the 80s. Went mad, insane. You know, was in a hippie commune and went... So we'll uh, read a bit of this and see where we go. It may not be any good. I don't know. One of the worst things about being nuts was being so goddamn important. Who was I that such powerful, mysterious forces were buggering around with my life? Unusual to hear an American use the word buggering. Yeah. One team would come through, cramming my head full of new knowledge. The next would sneak in and erase all the new stuff, plus a lot of the old. I'd be crucified and resurrected several times a day. If I died, lots of wonderful things would happen. If I died, lots of awful things would happen. I was a ragdoll between two bull mastiffs with very little way to know which one I wanted to get me, let alone have any say in the matter. Well, so here I am in a mental hospital. It took a while for it to sink in. In a way, I knew it all along. Simon and my father, I think Simon may be another brother, Simon and my father, Kurt Vonnegut, had talked about it and I'd been able to pick up on some of what they were saying. The nurses and orderlies, the little room, the needles in the ass, it all added up. A mental hospital. It took a while before I was able to pay much attention to the fact. I was taken up with voices, visions and all. I vaguely knew I was in a mental hospital, but it wasn't any different from being anywhere else. Where I was was beside the point. Little by little, with the help of massive doses of Thorazine in the ass and in my milkshakes, which was all they could get me to eat, little by little it started mattering to me where I was and what was going on. For a while, I was convinced that the whole thing I was going through was my father's way to help me give up cigarettes. Here I was, thinking the end of the world or worse was happening, and what was really going on was all about cigarettes. It was like the Traf... I can never say it. The Trafalmadorians, Trafal- other worldly beings in Kurt Vonnegut books, getting the earthlings to build the Great Wall of China to send a little message to a second-string messenger carrying a message that just said hello. Some lesson. Cigarettes, Dad? Cigarettes, Mark. Shit, Pa, who would have guessed? Well, it took you quite a while, Mark. But then, when I said I wouldn't smoke anymore, and they still wouldn't let me out of my little room, I got suspicious that cigarettes weren't the whole story. Little by little, it all sank in. 
It was all on the level. This was a real mental hospital with real doctors and nurses. It wasn't some weird put-up job designed by my father. The only weird thing about this hospital was that I was a patient here. Everything else made sense. All the other patients fit nicely into the idea of what mental hospitals were about. They were all victims one way or another. They'd been dealt lousy parents, lousy jobs, lousy marriages, lousy friends, lousy educations. They hadn't had breaks. No one really loved them. I just picked up bits and pieces, but it all kept adding up the same. I'd see a husband or wife or mother come in to visit them, and I'd wince in pain as the various pictures of what their lives had been came together. Their craziness, their being in a mental hospital, was so understandable. Good, brave people who'd done the best they could until it was all just too much. What was my excuse? What more could I have possibly asked from life? For them, there was some hope. Call it therapy, a change of job, some understanding of themselves and the people around them. Given half a break, these people can make it. Maybe if they got 80 80 acres back in the mountains or something. Most of the patients were older. I was the only one there with long hair or a beard. Some discarded old people, a lot of middle-aged people who had got messed up with alcohol, a few junkies plus a few other misfits. I worried some that my being so different from the others meant they didn't really know how to deal with whatever my problem was. I'd been put in the wrong bin. In a way, it was the same for me, but the only way I could get to feel the sameness was by stretching definitions quite a bit. It felt lonely. Man, it's some book. Some book. It really is. I'm going to have to finish my Kenny Rogers book and then dig that out and read some of that. Um, We've got another 20 minutes of the show, dear listener. Then Paul Ross comes in at 1 o'clock. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. This is Tor Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Why don't you come off Twitter, then? Join me. Join me. Why don't you? I ain't got a problem, mate. OK, we'll come off Twitter, then. But I quite like bits of it. It's funny because off air you tell me you didn't. No, I'm just no. There's, there's certain bits. I don't like the fact that now I'm a conduit for you. Yeah, but guys, everyone, apart from Giselle, because we like that the pictures of the cats. This isn't a dig at you at all, please. Everyone else, stop passing messages. I'm not going to pass them on. Catherine will not be passing me messages because that's not the point. That you send via Twitter. It's not. We got. You can phone up, man. We got th- th- 15 hours a week. You can speak to me. I know phone calls aren't for everybody, but. It's kind of unlucky, really, because Twitter and emails aren't for me. So come off Twitter, Catherine. Do it. What? Why do? What would you lose? What would you lose? Less than you think. I like. um, I like observing. um, I like Keith and the girl on there. Okay, well you can listen to Keith and the girl. You're friends with them. You can email them. I know. You can WhatsApp them. I know. But I generally um, like. I like the funny bits on it. Okay, I'm funny. I'm a funny guy. You work with one no, of the funniest I mean... guys in, in, in Christendom. <laughs> Christendom? Yeah. That's where I live. Do you? Live Don't tell everyone that. Sorry. Are you turning dress. up? Six, it's 62 Christendom Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not coming off for a bit. Anyway. Come off. Why? Don't need to. Well, the fact that you... you God, you sound like all the pissheads that phone, <laughs> phone up and tell me they haven't got I haven't a problem. I haven't got a problem. I haven't got a problem. Here's the thing. You know... The, the, the trick is, right, I'm not off there completely because you suspe- you can suspend your account. Yeah. You can deactivate your, your account and then it has two settings of the length of time. You can deactivate it for for three months and then after that three months, if you haven't reactivated it, it deletes. Or a year. 
Uh-huh. So mine is for a year. Mm-hmm. So I've got... Um, but to react, to, to keep that going, I've got to do, if you log in, reactivate, you deactivate Good it. to know I'm not doing it. Because um, I get guests off it as well. So what, what was the last guest you got off there? Uh, ooh, it was... Uh, part of the the porn people. Yeah, remind me when the porn people came on. They're coming on. I've I've booked them. Just waiting for a phone. I'm just waiting for phone numbers. Okay, because we've been talking about them coming off about six weeks. Well, they're busy, you know. Yeah. So on, on the actually on the job. <laughs> um. Okay, it's fine. Fine. I'm not. I'm not judging you. You totally are. I'm not I judging you. Mu- I'm not judging you much. Okay, I don't care. Anyway, you're not off Twitter. I'm off Twitter. You're not really, though, are you? No, I am. You're loitering. Loitering. I just not... saw you. You were just just then looking at Twitter. <laughs> I'm looking at. That's, I mean, literally. That one, that one is Facebook. You, okay. I wasn't on Twitter. You, you just were. Why are you lying? That's actually a lie. <laughs> you're such a git. Well, you're a liar. Why are you besmirching right, then me? Fl- flip that um, window back open that you just closed. The the the, the, the Twitter one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Twitter is up there. I've got one, two, three, four, five, you, six, but seven, it was, eight, you were, nine, you ten, were, eleven, twelve, thirty. I've got thirteen tabs open you were, at the moment. You were just on there. No, I wasn't, mate. I simply don't wasn't. Li- don't lie to my face when I'm looking at the. I saw it. And what you're lying to the listener, and I don't understand why. You're, this is actually a lie. It's not a lie. Why are you doing you're that? You're doing a lying face. Why are you doing that? Can you that? hear his lying face? You why can hear you? his lying face. You can actually hear his lying face. This is embarrassing, mate. I mean, You're embarrassing just yourself. Cause... It's pathetic. <laughs> all right, all right. I was looking at Twitter. Does that make you feel better? Does that make me saying those words? I wasn't, but I'll say it if it makes you feel better and gets I you just, off my back. It, just, it makes me feel sad. Oh, it all just makes me feel sad. I don't give a damn what people think. Well, don't lie then. Post-pot. <laughs> Good evening, Dave. Hey, every time I phone up you two have a Barney, the <laughs> Gee, that's bloody man! <laughs> <laughs> That's my inner monologue. Every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you I try working with a liar and a scumbag, Dave. You try it. I work, work with them every day. Yeah. yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? It's hard work. <laughs> but we do it. We do but it. Kath managed to do it somehow, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. <sighs> no problem. I just By the way, it's me, that cuts, it's me that cuts people off, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, don't be um, mean. Just want to say how much I enjoyed uh, Saturday night. Um, the the rabbit hole. Ah, oh, um, thanks. It, <laughs> no problem. I, uh, my dad's been ill recently, so I had a oh. rough time, and it cheered me the hell up. So, um, yeah. oh, oh, this is um, Dogface Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, you, yeah. you 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 came on when we had the the big argument. You you, yeah, you were the. That's why I said <laughs> you were the the um, the touch paper for the big. Don't blame argument. Dave. No, it was his fault. In those bad vibes, I'll give them off. He's very, very dark energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, your dad's poorly. How's he doing today? Yeah, he's all right. He's you know had an operation for bowel cancer before Christmas. Oh, so, so a big old one, a, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a bit of chemo just to make sure they got it all. But uh, no, he's, he's the progn- right. is the uh, prognosis good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, good, so. Well, then you you guys carry on doing the hard work you got to do and. Um, you know, exactly. get to the end as soon as you can. I, I, we're wishing the best of luck, man. I'm wondering about the rabbit hole. Whether um, it's a rather strange thing that happened to me. I tend to talk too much at the, 
I tend to um, uh, get involved a bit too much. I'm always asking questions and stuff like that. Who did you... What, what, in the, in the Q&A bit? That's what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, no, yeah, no other bugger was. <laughs> we, were, look, we were kind of looking at you going, Dave... Dave, yeah, give, give, give us something up here. Come on, man, we're dying. It, it goes back to, this is a bit weird, but it goes back to um, when I used to do group therapy when I was in the clinic. Yeah. And uh, I was always the one who broke the I was always the one who broke the silence. Can no I say, was, can I say? Yeah. What a delicious nugget to have just dropped in the conversation. <laughs> that is yeah. a great, because I didn't know that. That is a great yeah. little thing just to, just to throw yeah. on the table for us. Group therapy yeah, yeah. when you're in the group. clinic. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, well, I'm the, I'm the same because I go to, you know, various 12-step groups and I've been seeing therapists for t- mm. 20 years. Um, and because I did drama, I genuinely think because I, I did drama for three years where you're, you're taught to, to be open and express yourself. That, um, yeah, I t- I, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk about anything, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, how big my stools were today if, if, if you, we if don't you know. Well, no, if you wanted we to know. I'm all right. I'm all right if you wanted yeah. to know, I'll tell you. That I, I, the, um, it was quite an experience today, actually, in the downstairs toilet. I got caught short. Downstairs? Yeah. Animal. I got caught short. <laughs> I never use the downstairs toilet. It disgusts me. It's got the washing machine in it. It's disgusting. But today I got caught short. Man, alive. I've never seen anything like it. Well, I did, because you didn't flush properly. Thanks very much indeed. Um, so, no... Well, of course, the thing, the thing we learned at the weekend is nobody remembers David Bowie in the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> <when we stay. laughs> no, thank, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Um, and I did suggest that when he asked me to do it. I went, no-one's going to remember this. Right. Yeah, they will. It'll be hilarious. You get the biggest... I'm giving you... I'm gifting yeah, you, he I said. saying that. The biggest laugh of the right. night. We opened up with Under Pressure, David Bowie and Queen. I was Freddie Mercury, and Catherine was, was David Bowie. And at the end of it, I did the... And everyone joined in. It was funny. And I said to Kath, what you got to do, get on your knees after I've done that, and you do the Lord's Prayer as David Bowie. You bottled out halfway through, which was, was embarrassing. Yeah, you know why? Because I could feel, I could feel right. the life draining from the room. Yeah. So, and, and, Pity David Bowie didn't. And I said, you will get, I guarantee, I'm giving you the biggest laugh of the night. I'm jealous of the laugh you're going to get. He actually said so that. So she, she got down on her knee and did the Lord's Prayer, and everyone sat there going, What's, what's going on? Which actually is what everyone did when when, when David <laughs> yeah. Bowie at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert at Wembley Stadium, and the band didn't know he was going to do it. I want to, for everybody who's died from this dreadful disease, I want to say uh, thank you in the way only way I know how. And he got down on his knees and he did the Lord's Prayer and Wembley Stadium. Well, no, and Dave was there. Went. What the f- uh, Okay. <laughs> what is this? Um, and uh, but, So, actually, it was a very fitting tribute because everyone, the, all 56 people at the rabbit hole, apart from Dave, went, oh, what, she doing? what was she that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were probably in the same way they did with David Bowie. He's like, oh, we like her, but I have no idea what this is. Who else? Remind me, Dave, because I wouldn't mind seeing this concert. I don't, I didn't, the only bit I remember seeing of the, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert was David Bowie. Uh-huh. And, and Paul, didn't Paul, George Michael come on and ace it? I don't yeah, remember. It was a big revelation, yeah. wasn't it? But it Paul, was Paul Young, I remember Paul Young. Oh, what did Paul Young do? Um... But his voice, he couldn't hit the high notes, and that was kind of the start of the end of Paul Young, because he couldn't hit the high notes. He, I think he struggles with the high notes. I got like, like yeah. Paul Young. What did he sing? <sighs> Top of my head, I can't remember. Paul um... Young, Queen... Mm. We're, we're, about, we're about to find out. I'm going to take you back in time. Oh, here we go. I'm going to take you back in time. 
Our next guest is Mr. Paul Young. Oh, no. Oh, Bring it back memories, Dave. Where are you in the crowd? About halfway back on the side, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can see you. Yeah, yeah. Talking. He's talking on there. Here we go. Oh, he was sweet though, wasn't he, Paul Young? Seems funny seeing Paul Young in a stadium. Do you know what I mean, Dave? Hmm. He's not a stadium he did, act. He did Live Aid, didn't he? He's what? He did Live Aid, didn't he, Paul Young? Yeah, possibly. He went out with my dinner lady. Do you know what? I wish we come in, Paul. I wish we found this earlier. Right, I've got to find out. I, I need running order. You thought you were referring to Paul Young. He was going to wait patiently. Tribute concert. We're just talking about the tri- Queen tribute to Freddie Mercury, the concert. So the running order. Do do you, Dave? Who yeah. was the first <laughs> act? Now, okay, we'll do the first act with Queen because some acts came on and, and played without Queen. Uh... Who was the first act with? With it was two. It was two people. It was a guitarist and it was a famous singer. Wasn't it Slash and Joe Elliott, wasn't it? Or... One point. Yes, well done. Correct. Do you know this, Paul? Do you know the, remember the running I order? I don't, to be honest. OK, no. right. Who was the second? It was another guitarist and a, a classic singer. Classic, uh, not classical, a classic rock singer. Uh, it wasn't it... Uh, it was, Come wasn't on. it, um, Hetfield and Tony Omi? That was later in the evening. It was Tony it? Omi and it was Roger Daltrey. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay. it. Yeah, he did, I won it all, yeah. Flipping it, Robert Plant came out and did Innuendo. Jeez, OK. Well, he, he didn't. Um, it's not on the official release. He oh. came out, they were playing Innuendo, he forgot the words and started singing Cashmere instead. Da-da-dun, da-da-dun. OK, so after Paul Young... Who came out and sing Who Wants to Live Forever? Uh, Seal. Okay. Who was after Seal? Is that was it Lisa Stanton? Yes, it was! Oh, did you or didn't you? Okay. <laughs> uh, who, was, um, who was after Lisa Stansfield? Uh, oh. Um, was, it, was it Bowie and Annie Leonard? This guy's great. He remembers it, yes! You're on fire! <laughs> okay. Um, flipping it! Hang on a minute. Bowie doing heroes, all the young dudes. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You're, you're, you're. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I did not know this happened. Excuse it. Indulge me for a second. This is a surprise and a treat. We've all paid our tributes in various ways. It's been quite some evening. Thanks to you. Brian May. And thanks to all those people, especially Chris Thompson, who gave their services for nothing. Who's coming out to close the show? Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli's coming out! <laughs> well, oh, darling. We are the champions, yeah. No, she didn't. Should have done cabaret, surely. Here we go. And she's here. Ladies and gentlemen, Liza! <laughs> wow. Oh, God, I love her so much. I've had a few. 
She's had a few as well. Wowzers. She's had a few. Dave, we got to go. Thank you for that, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I'm obsessed with that concert now. Good evening, Paul Ross. Good evening. I do have a Liza Minnelli story for you, if oh, you'd like yes. it. Oh, yes. It involves my brother Jonathan, who interviewed her many years ago, and she was in a relaxed mood, and she insisted on a pre-interview chat, and no word of a lie, she propositioned him. Oh. And Jonathan made his excuses tactfully and left. <laughs> but his wife Jane afterwards said to him, apparently... Oh, you fool, I'd have given you a pass out for that one. <laughs> Judy Garland's daughter. <laughs> Remarkable. A hey, wonderful wow. woman. I interviewed her once and she was slightly not quite there. I went she and was, saw her at the Royal lovely. Albert Hall. Yep. Maybe a 17, 18 years. Probably 2001 it was, actually. Because I, I saw her there when she was the replacement for Dean Martin in the final trip. It was Frank Sinatra, Sammy right. Davis Jr. Wow. Dino's son died in a plane crash on Christmas Day and he ducked out the tour and was replaced by Liza Minnelli and she was just wow. fantastic. Ring them bells, cabaret, <laughs> and she did. And it was, she, it was around the time when she did that remarkable album, Results with the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Am I Losing My Mind? I loved it. A memory of her on top of the pops. Well, you know, they, used to, do, they used to cut round the sundial. They used to cut round the cameras around people. And, and you know... Amateurish Brits would try and follow the cameras. Yeah. Not Liza Minnelli. She stared, stared straight in front of her. And in the end, the director had to just keep it a shot on yeah, her. Because yeah. she wasn't giving anything. Brilliant. She wasn't looking left. She, not looked to my left or my right, unlike the song. <laughs> straight ahead. <laughs> wow, what a star. What's your show tonight, please, Paul? On the show tonight, a remarkable woman. I can't wait to talk to her again. I've not interviewed her for years. Her name is Sue Tilly. Okay? She posed for a, for a portrait that was sold 10 years ago for £17.2 million to Roman Abramovich. One sold recently for £35 million. She was the favourite model of Lucian Freud. Uh-huh. And her famous portrait is Sleeping Benefits, a, su- a benefit supervisor sleeping. She's now been posing again. She's a remarkable woman. She's known as Big Sue. Very yeah. large lady she was. She's lost a bit of weight. She's now been posing for Nicole Fari, oh, right, the fashion yeah. designer turned sculptor. And she was at the London exhibition last night. So she's joined us. Great story. Wow. Wonderful day to Earth Woman, and she's involved in the club scene in the 80s with people like Lee Barry and Boy Beautiful. George. So, looking forward to that one on the I show. See you've bit done of a little, culture. Done a little bit of drawing on there yourself, a little oh, bit of your own artistic. You know, I've got a, you know, I mean, well, if you want to stick it on eBay, you might get 30 people. for it. Bad, <laughs> Paul Ross is coming up after one. Uh, thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to all of the callers tonight. There was some really great calls, so thank you very much. Um, and lots of love to Giselle and everyone involved in that. Uh, this is Talk Radio.